YouTube land, what is good? It's your boy B Heard, aka Brian, aka Prince, aka Prince Vegeta about the hating. Now you know how we do it. This is like the first run back that I've had to been able to do this year. I went to Frosty Fountains, we're definitely gonna talk about that. But this is a special one to me. I, this is someone who I consider in that FG FGC slash fighting game realm as top five. They might not say it, but it's my platform. My platform's small as hell, so I can talk my shit if I want to. I, I, I they top five. Like it's no debate. I feel like what they're able to do in their content is something that a lot of people wish they could do. Just the simplicity of just playing the game and you watching the whole video and enjoying the whole video is something that is a skill in itself that does that goes unnoticed, especially just being able to talk the whole time because I feel like when I do gameplay videos, I just kind of make sound effects and get my ass kicked. So I truly respect his craft. Lotus, you want to say something to the people? Yeah, it was good, but I appreciate you, you know, hyping me. But I, you know, I don't really feel like I'm nobody special, but I, I definitely appreciate the respect. You know, I definitely feel the love, and I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Man, I told you I got that Be Her Stimulus Pack. It's, it's, kind of, <laughs> it's not as much as the Joe Biden one, but, it, it, you know, it's, it's effective. Hey, it's appreciated all the same. It's, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's, it's all love. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of people don't showcase that they're fans. Like, it, it's weird. I don't know why, like, saying you're a fan of someone almost became in the same realm as hating someone like almost on an equal platform shit's weird well i think a lot of that comes from and i have some of my own perspective to touch on that as well just from the perspective of being somebody who is someone who quote-unquote has fans um but i think that that like stigma that negative connotation comes from like the whole masculinity thing right where like another man doesn't want to say they're a fan or like another man's like well I'm, I'm a grown man i ain't no fan i'm not no little boy you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i think especially probably in like black culture i feel like that's something that like that, that that's just how how we are sometimes but i don't think it's necessarily wrong with telling someone that you're a fan but i will say that myself as the content creator or whatever um whenever somebody tells me that they're a fan of me i'm always like i'm just a regular dude though like you know what i'm saying like i like, i don't because i i personally try not to label people as my fans like I, I'll, I'll say like my my viewers and my supporters subscribers whatever just because for me it's just still something that's like hard to really like fathom or like understand like the concept of somebody who's just because to me all i'm is just some random dude who sits in front of a camera plays video games and talks trash oh but well, i didn't i didn't ask we, we we cool with profanity and everything on the corner oh, so, right, for sure because i i definitely be letting the bombs fly and i ain't you know what I'm saying i ain't want to get you demonetized and nothing, no shit like that but, i ain't worried about <laughs> none of that bro i ain't even get paid right, for sure, yet, for sure. So i ain't worried um but yeah, it's, it's just weird because to me, I'm just I'm just a dude just talking shit in front of the camera, just playing games. So I was like, oh yeah, like a big fan. I'm like, big fan of what? What did I do? But it's it's at the same time, it's very much appreciated, you know, for people to tell you that they just enjoy what you do and it's enough to the point that they want to call you themselves a fan of yours. It's like, damn, like they 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 really fuck with the crowd. They really fuck with you know just just the content. That's what's up. Yeah, because like definitely all the points that you hit on are I think true to a degree, and I feel like. The only reason that, like, fans kind of have a negative connotation, too, is it's kind of like, like, you know, like the Eminem song with the stand is, like, I feel like if you look at any fandom where, like, right. niggas is actors, people go crazy. You look at sports, people go crazy. Like, if someone drops yeah, a game-winning yeah, touchdown, yeah. like, they're getting DMs and messages there's talking about killing like, yourself uh, and all types yeah, of there's always, shit. like, people on the extreme end of things whenever, you, you know, the word fan starts getting involved. Right, so and it's like you know we're in the realm of gaming and things of that nature. Like we we like do this shit type, like literally. So it's always funny to me when someone says, "How can you be a fan of him?" It's like it's the same reason you're a fan of someone that plays a sport. Like they, they do yeah, something sure. that you want to do. Like, I was and, like, I'd be watching. I'm like, damn, 
he cool. I'm trying to be like that. <laughs> exactly. Because that's I, like I said, I don't got no hating bone in my body. My if anything, like I see it from a standpoint of like, oh, Lowe's doing it. Damn, that, that nigga cold. I got to <laughs> step my shit up too. And that hey, shit happens a cool lot. Because like, I, I definitely feel like it's it's not. Like what the the things that I do are things that I feel like anybody can do, but not everybody will. Because I mean, like the whole the whole way I even like started like streaming, for example, or like honestly, even with YouTube, it was me just being at the crib or whatever and just looking at YouTube videos and be like, I could do that shit. <laughs> like that shit look like fun. I could do it, and you know, here I am. Yeah, and you know, just to kind of go into one of the first questions that I have. Do you feel like? You know, obviously the pandemic was just a terrible tragedy and it's still going on. Wear your damn mask, take mm-hmm. the vaccine, do something, nigga. Just do something. Hey, but, you see me at Frost. I was at the double mask. Up. <laughs> hey, I feel it. And so do you feel like you would have went as hard if it wasn't for the pandemic to where you had to isolate and like be in the crib, essentially? I, I think I would, uh, because honestly, when it so I want to say it was in 2020 when I really sat down, I was like, yo, I'm going I'm going to do this shit. And I remember it was actually a video I made. It's just called 2020. Um, and it was the first, no, it was the last video I uploaded in 2019. Right. And in that video, I talked about like believing in myself and knowing that like, it was, it was basically cause up to this, up to that point, right. I was already on YouTube and I had roughly 20,000 subscribers, but subscribers I had accumulated up to that point weren't mainly due to Dragon Ball fighters. I had done a couple of DBFZ videos cause obviously the game came out in 2018, but I wasn't a full-time content creator then I had done like manga reviews and manga hauls. And I do, I still do stuff like that. And I had done videos on like Shinobi striker and jump force, but the YouTube was something I was doing like kind of as a hobby, like kind of halfway in it. Like maybe I will do this. Maybe I won't, but I was just having fun with it. Not really taking it too serious. And then in that 2020 video, I was like, Hey, look, I have an idea. I have a plan. I know where I want to go with this shit. I'm going to do it full time. And I, I think like I can really, like, I can really do this. Like, I think I can succeed in this. And like, I, I know where I'm going to go with it. I just need y'all to believe in me. And and then and then that's what I did. I started uploading videos like every single day. And then and I started streaming like really, really consistently. And when the pandemic came around, I was like, I was actually really grateful that I had already started on the grind that I was because, you know, obviously to the misfortune of a lot of people, you know, jobs were lost and they weren't able to like, you know, make ends meet in, in the same fashion. And I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough, blessed enough to be in a position where I was still able to do my, my job. I was still able to work. I was still able to, you know, feed myself and, you know, take care of myself and those around me uh, because I, I have a career that, you know, I'm, I'm able to do from home and not everybody was so lucky. And so it, it, and it was already something that I was doing and I was motivated to do, but it motivated me even more just because I was like, well, I don't want to take this opportunity for granted. And I don't want to ever feel like, you know, I, like I'm not blessed to be in the position that I'm in. So I was, I was definitely on my grind with or without the pandemic, but it definitely gave me a new perspective on things and made me even more appreciative of the position that I'm in. I feel that. I feel that. And that's actually kind of fitting too. Cause I want to say right around that time, I think I discovered you cause that I want to say early 2020 was like the start of season three around there roughly. Uh, so 2020 was season two and then season three came later. Okay. Like, so uh, yeah, I want to say it was at, like right when season three was about to start. And I think it started, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I, out of your click, the first one I discovered was Afro Senju, and I like that's like my guy. I, I, I fuck <laughs> yeah. with his content. That's, that's, so, that's the big homie. Afro's like a brother to me. I believe it. And so I was watching, uh, you know, every ba- everyday beam struggle and stuff like that. So then I <laughs> obviously heard your takes and you on a podcast, and then I was like, yeah, oh, Lotus yeah. plays fighters. Okay, so let me check it out. And then actually, a fun fact is that Bardock is one of my favorite characters. He's definitely in my top five. Uh, I, and, I like your taste. Oh, well, we got similar taste, brother. You gonna figure out. And so, like, 
<clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I'm playing fighters in the season three, and I struggle with that intermediate range. Not that instant air dash range, but a little bit above that, kind of like before super jump was really a thing, but like that range. And that's right. when niggas would fuck me up, because like I'd be cold on the anti airs and like when <laughs> and the instant air dash, but they get a little bit higher, I couldn't reach them. And like I'm I'm a I'm a mid player, I could probably say that. So I was thinking, I was looking at the roster, I'm like, who wanna pick and then who do I like? Then in comes Android 18 with the 17 assist, and I was kind of, like, nullifying that. And then here comes Trunks. And then, sure enough, like I said, I was watching every day Beam Struggle. Then I watched, I clicked on your video. I think YouTube even recommended it. Like, nigga, you want to watch this. And I saw the, you know what I'm saying, the thumbnail with the Dragon Ball in the back. And I'm like, oh, he played 18, Bardock, and Trunks. Oh, say less. I'm oh, just watch say this. Less. This, is, this is just my speed. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch this dude. And then ever since then, I've been watching. And I was just like, oh, yeah, he cold. He, he yeah, that's what's up. You know, the YouTube algorithm was definitely doing me some favors back then. I'm, I'm glad that it, it pushed my videos as much as it did. Yeah, it's it's still a, you know, like, I don't even know if a, a truthful, like, someone as successful as you could really describe the algorithm. Because it's, it's so weird because it's like one minute. You, well, see, that's okay. the thing is that, like, it's something that's constantly evolving and changing. And I feel like every time, like, YouTubers get together and, like, kind of crack the code, so to speak, on, like, how to, like, manipulate the algorithm or like get it to work for you they change it you know what i mean because like mm-hmm. before so for example right let's just, let's just take this youtube titles right obviously youtube titles have a lot to do with how well the video does how many people are going to click on it and it also plays a factor in in the algorithm right and there was one point in time where it was like the shorter your your your, your title was the better but there was at a different point in time it was like you wanted to have as much information in it as possible so it's like okay you know uh, I uploaded the video with prejudice. Let's say Lotus Lost the Corpus Legendary Pred. This set was insane! Exclamation point uh, slash Dragon Ball Fighters online gameplay. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Yeah. It's like now you don't want titles that are kind of like that. And obviously, there's always like anomalies and exceptions to the rule who just kind of seemingly do stuff at random and it works for them. But like, there's definitely always been like little tips and tricks to to YouTube, but they don't always last forever. They usually don't last forever. Yeah, I, that's just the hardest game is just kind of figuring out what, like, the system wants. And if you can find that, like, good nucleus to where you can still get away with the shit you want to do, but mm-hmm. still help, like, the YouTube algorithm, I think everybody eats off of that. See, and... that's another thing, too. My bad, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying that, like, uh, you know Lord Knight, right? Yeah. Actually, I got a funny story <laughs> about Lord Knight from this weekend in Frosty. <laughs> I'm sure we can get to that in a second. Um, but he said something once, and it's like something I agree with. I've said things to a similar effect that YouTube is a game, and you got to play it. And of course, you can still be yourself, and you know the core of your content can still be what you want it to be. But to some degree, a lot of us, you know, we got to figure out the little tips and tricks that work because, like, people will make memes about you know, like the. And I, I think I uploaded a video about this recently, but um, you know how people, YouTubers will like look all surprised and, and super emotive and like their thumbnails or like you see people who do stuff with like the red circles and the red arrows or whatever the case may be and it's like well you know why we doing that because it works you know why that title is written out the way that it is with like the, the all caps right here and exclamation point there or this it's because that's part of the game and we're just playing the game and it's like you know you still find a way to be unique or make things your own and like i said there's always anomalies or exceptions to the rule because you'd be like oh well this person does this this or that and it works for them but what works for them might not work for you you know what I mean? But you can look around and see that there's something that works for a lot of people. It's like, okay, this thing in particular is more likely to work for me because it's working for multiple other people as well. Yeah, you definitely do have to figure out the game because shit's hard. Shit is not easy. And I, I also, like, I'm fond of the content. Like, I think that's why, like, especially with how you just alluded to with t- Twitch streaming, like, I'll watch you versus, like, say, the 
not saying you're not a good trunks player, but like the best trunks player because I mean obviously I watched Sage before, but like, you know what I'm saying like some random sweat that like, right, lab right, rap right, nonsense. Because yeah. like yeah, he's cool, but if this nigga's not entertaining or I'm not like I don't want only watch this nigga just because of this. I'll watch Lotus because I fuck with Lotus. So if he's playing right. against it, and if he's playing like I, that's how I try to carry my stream. Like nigga, I don't, it don't matter if I'm playing My Little Pony if niggas know it's be her streaming. Oh, it's lit. He finna be in here cracking <laughs> nah, jokes for sure. And I think that's something that like when it comes to the FGC, right? Like the more hardcore gaming fan base um they didn't understand some of them still don't understand why somebody like a lotus asakura or a dado doya are able to be as successful as they are whereas you have somebody like well i don't, don't want to say a name like i'm trying to put anybody on blast but just like this random trunks player xyz who's a lot better at the game than i am and hasn't even sicker trunks but nobody's watching him because uh, not entertaining and it's like you either have to be the best like you have to be sonic fox or to get people to watch you or you have to be entertaining and if you're a combination of both then great but there's definitely a, a very large audience out there who's like they're, they're down to watch some fighting games they, they like fighting games but they'd rather watch somebody who keeps them engaged and, and entertained than just somebody who's strictly good at the game and like they're kind of boring to watch because they don't really talk or interact with the chat or the comments or anything like that. all right but like even then like if you're trying to get in the content game, because, you know, I would say a pandemic happened, so a lot of the pro players who never cared about content is focusing on content now. It's right. like, it's just a little nuances. Like, sometimes, bro, y'all, like, y'all niggas mics suck so fucking bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should be so irritating. Yeah, I'll be in a stream. I, 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 definitely, I definitely be trying to put people on, so I'm like, hey, bro, you might want to invest into this over here, because we got we to get you upgraded if you want to be taking this serious. Oh, they'll be like whispering, and then like you can't even hear them, and you're like, "Yo, what the f- yo? What is this?" <laughs> nah, for sure. And then like, oh, the worst is like when you're watching like a guide video or a breakdown video, and then they're like, "Yeah, bro, you just do this," and they're like, "Nigga, how did you do that?" They- Man, fighting game players are so bad at teaching fighting games, and it's funny too because I was just having a conversation earlier with the people. I you know, I told you I was playing some DBZ before we even did this, and uh, it was with, uh, with with two girls and JRK. And like we, we were each teaching them about the game or whatever, and then uh, <laughs> it was looking at chat. We was like, we're like, nah, 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 don't look at chat. Fighting game players don't know how to teach fighting games. Look at us, listen to us. Because <laughs> one thing I noticed too is like they'll explain the combos, but the feel of it, and they don't right. really say. Some people might say delay, but it's like, nah, you gotta literally wait till you see that motherfucker physically drop and then hit the button or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, and th- those are the type of cues I usually try to give people because like I know those are things I look for when I'm playing the game because like. I don't know. So, for example, this is something that comes up a lot uh, on my stream because, you know, I play Bardock, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people ask me, you know, how do you do Bardock side switch? And I'm always like, oh, when you do the, the jump medium, right, you let both hits of the kick rock and then you do his jump light. And when you do the jump light, you wait till Bardock's body is like literally parallel with the opponent. It's like you'll be right below the character and then you jump forward and do jump light and that'll give you the side switch. It's mm. like those, those different visual cues, or like actual things that they can look out for like on the screen or like get a feeling for it instead of just saying oh you just got to slightly delay it it's like okay i gotta slightly delay it but you don't how do you gauge how much is, is, is enough or you know what i'm saying because like it's really easy to do too much or too little with, with something like that because like it's really simple but it's just as simple to, me- to mess it up like i play trunks and the only combo that i relatively don't know how to do is consistently is the uh, I want to say like five H into EX flip, and then you land, and then you do that combo. Da, da, da. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the the new route he has this season. Uh huh. And then also like to this day, I play trucks for probably about a year. I still don't have that timing consistently down of just doing the like key blast off a light flip into a signing slash. Like I can still do it, <laughs> but like the timing and consistency of it is just yeah, hard because yeah. well, I just be don't fair, have that feeling. 
Trunks is also just a hard character. He's like what we call like a hand-breaking character anyway. It's where you just got to do a lot of different inputs. And he's like really difficult for a little bit of reward, but he looked cool when he threw it. So it's like, I got to play my man. You're not wrong. Because like, like I said, top, Trunks, like if I had to give you my top five Dragon Ball characters, it's definitely like Goku Black in there, Cell in there, Adult Gohan in there, Bardock in there, and then probably Trunks. And Trunks, I don't know why... I, I have to work the most and do the least, like spend four bars just for one <laughs> little level three or some shit. But nah, in fact, I, I, Trunks man's out here struggling, man. I play him like he played Dragon Ball different. I don't know what it is, but like I like playing him in Dragon Ball. Like he, he don't feel the same playing anyone else without Trunks. Like I gotta nah, put Trunks on the team. I feel you. That's the boy. He's on every team I play always. I don't blame you because this is like yeah, like this is fun and I could be a tier whore, but like. Nigga Trunks is fun. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's, that, that's my guy. But to go into that Lord Knight story, so we're at Frosty. I want to say this is because it was a two day event, so it had to have been, I think it was Saturday. It was Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I go out into that main hallway, like right before you go to the main stage or whatever. And right. like I'm by myself towards the corner of like where the exits are outcome lord knight i'm like oh shit that's lord knight but my head's like my body's facing also kevin hart shit my body's facing this way but my head is towards toward lord knight as he's walking by obviously i had the mask and like i don't really enunciate too. i mean i'm soft spoken whatever and so i'm like yo lord knight i'm a big fan i'm trying to hit him with the spill i hit you with like yo bro it'd be honored to interview you <laughs> da, 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 da. and this nigga he was walking on his like toes so he kind of had like a pep to step like a bobbing like rhythm <laughs> right. and he just kept walking i'm just like <laughs> damn right fast <laughs> Like I watched that, my head tough. turning, watching him walk away. I'm that like, nah, I had to take that. I was like, nah, nah, he just ain't hear me, bro. LK is a, a mad, chill, laid back, down to earth individual. If he did that, he 100% just did not hear you. Which it didn't help that like somebody else came in and was talking to LK, but like I don't know where he had to do, I don't know where he was trying to go, but he was hey, he was he, talking he, to the he, person, but he kept walking. He was just like, "Hey, nigga, I gotta go." So and he he definitely just didn't hear you, bro, because that's that's not LK at all. I promise. LK is a, a close homie of mine as well, so it's like he, he's definitely the type of person that will stop and talk to. Which I saw, I was like, "Damn, bro! I hope you don't tweet nothing out like that." <laughs> yeah, some some random dude at Frosty just tried to talk to me, and I just, I just jersey, like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, "I don't know what he was talking about. He just must be crazy or something like that." So, speaking of Frosty Faustings, how was your first offline tournament experience? Man, it was a lot of fun. I um, I did not prepare properly for it though, like I thought I was, because uh, you know, I. Going into Frosty Faustings, I legitimately only had one goal. And there were a lot of people who were telling me, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be easy. Like, you don't have to worry about that, da 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 But, like, you know, I didn't really know how I was going to feel, how things were going to turn out for my first offline event. Because, like, you know, I compete online in, like, NLBC and CD Mayhem, whatever. Got a couple of top eights. A lot of times I get, like, nine to, like, top 16 or whatever. I'm a little bit inconsistent, but we're working on that. But my main goal, my only goal going into Frosty was don't go ONT. And then, you know, to a lot of people, it's like, oh, man, I mean, you can even see now my Discord status says didn't go. <laughs> but, like, I had a lot of people, like, bomb and just a bunch of other players. Everybody's like, hey, man, you're not going to go. Into I don't even know what you're tripping for. But it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll get nervous. I don't usually get nervous, man. Maybe I'll get nervous. Or maybe everything will just be, you know what I'm saying, I, my time will be off and everything like that. But I ended up going three and two. I got 33rd place. And like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. But I, I definitely messed up because leading up to Frosty, even though I was practicing and I was training, I was playing a lot on PC um, and I was also playing a lot on console. However, I am the proud owner of a PlayStation 5. And well, 
I've been playing on my PS5, but I don't know how many of you guys know about the intricacies of the input delay and everything like that, but not really wise to be playing on PS5 in preparation for a tournament because the input delay is absolutely different in tournament standard is PS4. Um, so when I got to the venue about oh, 20 minutes before my pool started, which is also my fault, I should have gotten there a lot earlier so I could warm up. Uh, I played like literally two warm up games and then I very quickly realized in the first match, oh no, the input delay is like a lot different than what I was used to prior to getting out here. Like my combos are all off. So I, um, I was still playing well fundamentally just in terms of like, you know, my neutral and everything and my movement was still not at its best, but it was okay. And, you know, day of the tournament when I actually started playing, I, I did okay, but I honestly and truthfully believe that I could have made top eight had I practiced or at least gotten more warm-up games on the proper console because the person I lost to in Winterside was Odatch, and I lost that set to one. And it was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty good, but he ended up making Winterside top eight, and it's like, no disrespect to him, he played well, great player, but I was like... If I had warmed up properly, I don't think I would have lost him. And if he made top eight, then that means I could have done it too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, but it is what it is. You know, we, we live and learn, and I, I definitely made my mistakes, but I, I learned from it. And uh, my, I think my next one is going to be combo breaker, so I'll be better prepared that time. We'll see just how far I make it that time. Yeah, man. I Same story. I definitely, like, was training with my homie. Uh, shout out to Grim. He was supposed to go to Frosty's. I think he was actually in your pools. Unfortunately, he got his flights, both of them, canceled that day. So that shit was tough. Yeah, that was tough. And like same situation, we've been practicing on PC, and like I, I've been practicing Dragon Ball, but I've been playing more Strive, so I'm like more worried about the Strive pool versus the Dragon yeah, Ball pool. Sure. So I'm just like, I'm gonna go out here swinging. I'm gonna just do some trunk shit, DX flips, and just see what happens. <laughs> and so I get there, and I see Pred. Pred was in my pool, and he came down, mm -hmm. sat with somebody, and started warming up immediately because there was a station. That's, that's open. funny because Pred was originally in my pool, and he got moved out of my pool like last second. I guess he got put into yours. That's funny. Oh, and then so I was like, because I flew in Friday. That's another reason why I had my pool mm -hmm. so late because I had it at six before, but then I was just right. like, nah, I'm, I don't know what time I'm flying. And so I'm watching Pred play, and I'm like, yo, I should have warmed up because there was a station wide open. I'm like, all right, whatever. I mean, it's PS4. It can't be that bad. And then I immediately sat down. I was like, yo, can we get a button check? <laughs> and I think I tried to jump, and that shit was still stuck oh, on the ground. Hey. I was like, oh, hey, actually, hey. Uh, sorry to cut you off. But no, no, you good. My bad. I was the one cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. To be fair, I should have known it was laggy when I was on the stage. And, like, I'd be forgetting that Android 21's, like, uh, a villain, technically. So she's on the other side. So mm -hmm. I, like, was going left, and then I went right, and it still was going I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, nah, we, we 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 both definitely fucked up on that aspect. And like, I I know better. That's the worst part is that I know tournament standards PS4. I know I should have been playing on PS4, but you know, just the whole like week or two leading up to it, I just it just didn't really cross my mind. I didn't think about it. And then like, I planned on playing more in order to get warmed up properly before the tournament, but I just I just didn't make it there in time to get enough games in. And then uh, you know, I've been playing base Vegeta in tournament lately too. And like, oh, I I I I did no Vegeta compos. I actually have my matches recorded. Um. On, on my phone, Rex. You know they didn't stream pools, whatever. But I'm still right. going to find a way to turn in some content. But like, if and whenever you, any of y'all see the games, you're going to see that like I did not nan Vegeta loop, bro. Like, no, <laughs> I had I had no combos. That's the crazy part. Is, like, I was still winning games. I was still doing okay with no combos, no Oki. I'm just like, just, just doing the best that I can. Just like trying to break these Dragon Rushes, block these six sins, and winning neutral. Like, I did okay. But it's like, and if my dumbass had just Got to the venue earlier, had been trading on, on my PlayStation 4 because I, I own one. I don't know why I didn't connect it, but it's just things could have been different. But, you know, could have, should have, would have, if and Buster Kenyon, that's we all have a Merry Christmas. So it is what it is.
that's a fucking bar and that's like another thing too is like i was always late to start like had i warmed up i don't think i would have been late to start because i i my shell right now currently is like 21 in trunks but i didn't know who to put a point so i just honestly i just used it i was like i'm gonna just use ui goku he's not terribly hard to play so right, worst case right, scenario right. i could just hold somebody out with some auto combos and see what happens and so like when i tell you i probably because i got sent down to losers and then i won my first losers match and then i was playing somebody else and it's like i was starting to get warm up but like I, I maybe played like six games and like five i lost the first character first and i was just like ah man i'm working from a deficit i started making progress each game but i was just it was just too much to overcome yeah yeah nah for sure and it's it's crazy too because like obviously day two comes i'm already out of the tournament right i, I lost on day one i didn't make it to, to top 24 but i'm still you know i'm playing casual or whatever and like i of course i eventually did get warmed up and get used to this stuff you know i'm knocking out my vegeta loops i'm playing people and like there was one dude who like he wanted his run back against me he he, he lost 3-0 and i'm like yeah i got my combos back you know i played posey i was running games with him i was playing with faulty you know we, our matches were going back and forth so i was playing so much better on day two but it's like yeah well should have warmed up stupid nigga and i'm just like well yeah it, it really be like that it'd be like that unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> what was it like to have people come up to you and like try to dap you up take pictures all that shit like so i definitely didn't dap nobody up it was straight fist bumps and elbows bro you know i'm just trying to keep them hands clean even though i have the sanitizer on deck but i mean as far as like just people approaching me be like yo lotus can i get a picture yo big fan it's um it's cool it's like um it's always something where i'm like kind of like cautious and i'm staying vigilant because you know there's some weird people out there and you know some people they get a little, nice. a, a, a little too friendly or they just they overstay they welcome sometimes but frosty was cool it was like mad chill nobody was really like that like everybody just kept it you know nice and straight to the point nobody was on anything weird you know people was like yo those what's up man y'all enjoy the content you know a big fan whatever whatever hey is it cool if i get a picture hey what's up you know we take the selfie whatever whatever maybe chop it up about dragon ball for a minute or two and then we just go back on our ways and that and that, and that was what's cool and it wasn't the first time I've ever experienced this because, you know, I've, I've been on YouTube for a little bit now and um, I've been to a couple of events where I, I, I got recognized. And uh, it's, it's, it's something that I'm like, I guess I'm used to now to, to a degree. It's still like kind of crazy to me that I'm just like people come up to me and say that they're a fan of mine. But it's something that I'm getting more accustomed to happening. But this was definitely the most it has ever happened because my following is so much bigger now than it ever was before. Because I guess this is the first like event I've really been to since damn anime expo in 2019 i guess yeah and so like uh you know my youtube channel and my twitch and of course even my twitter are like much bigger now than they were at the time so there was, there was just a higher volume of people um that just recognized me but it was like i said it was it was it was mad chill you know nobody was on anything weird and you know i just like i, I try to be friendly with people when i see them even though i can oftentimes not be that friendly of a dude but i think you know when people come up i'm usually pretty personable so it was cool. Oh no, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. Don't worry, don't worry about that. We got enough time. But actually, what's funny <laughs> is like when I, cause so I went to a tournament. Actually, I think in 2019, I went to San Cal Standoff in California, and mm -hmm. I did commentary there for Dragon Ball Fighters. And so like that tournament was kind of not big, but it was an okay size tournament. So I didn't really feel nervous. Like where Frosty felt bigger, and it almost. And honestly, I don't know if you got that vibe, but it felt like high school. Like you're like, all right, the Dragon Ball niggas over here, Guilty Gear over here. <laughs> and then you see people circulate but some people would just stay where they at so then that's why i was right, kind of right. like all right let me just migrate with the dragon ball and mind you like my friend didn't get to go and then i had another friend that was there but he was like grand blue 
was playing. He was already in tournament and playing in multiple games and stuff like that. So, like, I was kind of dolo. And I'm not saying I can't be dolo, but, it, it, like, you know how you just cracking jokes with the boys? You relaxing. Like, you, you feel more confident. So then, like, right. I thought I missed you because, like like I said, I, I came in Friday. You had your pool Friday. So I thought you were gone. So I was like, damn, I was going to talk to Lotus, da, 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 da. And then you pulled up, and I saw the hype went. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, that's Lotus. <laughs> I saw the hair. I'm like, oh, shit. So I was like, all right, just go up to him, bro. Just, just talk to the nigga, da, da, da. And then, like. It was that one dude, and I think he pulled up there, you got in front, and then I think he was watching Dragon Ball, and then this one dude just came up to you, dapped you up, and then took a picture, and I was like, all right, fuck it, if he could do it, I could do it, <laughs> and that's why I went up to you, and actually, it's funny, because you, like, you hit me with a look when I asked you about the podcast, and you was like, oh, you trying to do the interview right now, and then, like, it dawned well, on me, well, I'm not, like, yeah, well, I wasn't sure, because, like, I, I had people, because, like, I did an interview while I was out there, and I had a couple people, like, you, you oh. short little interviews where they were taking notes, so I didn't know if you meant, like, you had some, like, a setup somewhere, like, a camera and a tripod and a mic or what, so, like, I was like, is this something you trying to do, like, later on, like, or is this, is this happening right now? <laughs> well, I mean, I, like, I, I was I was contemplating that, because I was going to take a plane, and I was like, do I want to bring all this shit? I don't know, like, I don't know how TSA is, because this is technically the first time I've flown since, flew since the pandemic, so I was kind of weary on that, I was like, nah, let me not bring some shit, because I'd rather get the Discord interview where everybody comfortable relax and it'll probably sound better but i was also thinking from the content perspective of like oh yo the backdrop of frosty have niggas walking in and out you know we'll say we got right, the mics right, niggas right, might yeah. get animated but then you been like yeah like it looked like you hit me with a look like damn nigga i just got hit you want me to do an interview right now <laughs> i was, like, nah, nah, like, was kind of thinking because well, well, like it was also like i think they were playing dbmz like top 16 whatever so i was like i, I, I probably would have been like hey bro you, you might have to catch me later because like i'm trying to watch this especially because you know i was trying to support my nigga prayer so i'm like i gotta see prayer take this tournament which he got second place but it is what it is damn yeah it seemed like Pred's like right now the bride to be which is unfortunate because everybody thinks yeah, Pred's like yeah, I, I think well, he's good just, but yeah he's 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 great but it's, he's just had he's been having a hard time closing out I think that's like three back-to-back majors he's got second place now and it's like he's he should be winning but there's just something that's just like not quite clicking yet with closing out these 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 tournaments and I don't know what it is but I, I know Pred has got like and I believe in him so I know his time to shine is coming soon true 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 and then when he go on a run he might go crazy um how come you didn't enter like Strive or Tekken? So with Tekken, I'm buns at Tekken. Well, I'm buns at Strive and Tekken. But what it really came down to is that even though I think I could have entered those games and had fun, and I contemplated entering them, uh, I just wanted to focus on Dragon Ball. I just wanted to not take things. I didn't want to add too much pressure to myself. I didn't want to bite off more than I could chew. And for my first like offline event, I was like, I just want to go in, focus on Dragon Ball, and just just do like that. Because I, I played some Strive casuals or whatever. Um, I just didn't compete in the event, but um, I think actually when I go to Combo Breaker, I'm going to compete in Strive. I'm actually going to practice that game a bit and you know see if I can w- win a game or two in pools before I, before I inevitably drown. Because <laughs> like I think in a theory, and you know, obviously you say you're not really a nervous person, but it could have helped in the sense of like say if you had your Strive pools before your Dragon Ball pools, you could kind of right, right. get that kinks out of like. It, just working on anti-airs or just doing just playing a fighting game in a tournament like setting to have that right, pressure right. No, and that, I, that I definitely feel where you're coming from but I, I what i will say is that when i sat down to play dragon ball once i pulled out my pad and connected to the playstation it was go time i was like yeah i does this like let's let's do it now granted i also knew oh man i ain't got no combos today i didn't warm up but i was <laughs> well i warmed up but just not enough I, I i'm not warmed up i should say but there were there was like no nerves i was just like yeah let's do this like let's, let's go like I, I was just excited I mean, shit. Also, another thing to go back to just the Frosty in general is like, I ain't know 
Like, I knew, obviously, if a nigga got a name and then he had a sponsor behind it, you should fear this nigga. But, like, the, the low-key people that I did not know that were like that were like that. Like, if they had a sponsor <laughs> in their name and they was, like, so such and such, I had never heard of them, niggas was cold. That's another thing yeah, I realized. It was, it was, it was definitely some, some really talented players out there. Also, niggas stink. Like, like everything you think of the FGC, like, chat, uh, viewers that listen to this, like, everything you think of the FGC, it's true. <laughs> like, some niggas, some niggas is just different, and they look weird, but they cool, and then some people, like, I'm lucky, we lucky that Chicago was cold, because if it was hot, and with all the monitors, I think niggas would've been in trouble, but. Yeah, for sure. I digress. It was, uh, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I was glad I didn't smell anything too funky while I was out there. I, I did. I caught some whips. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, y'all went out the house like that? Oh, my God. Um, Rude of me to not start off with this, but we kind of just went into a conversation before we even went to the questions. How's your mental it, health, brother? Are we always going to uh, tap my, in? My mental health is in a pretty good state, I would say. What, what I will say is that lately, I feel like I just see a lot of head assery online. I'm just like, I, I, I most of it I don't entertain. I just ignore a lot of stuff, but it's just like, I don't know. Some people just don't know when to shut up. And lately I'm just telling more and more people to just shut up. And I, that's why I don't know if you're asking this because you made it because you saw the tweet I made earlier or what, but I definitely dropped a tweet like earlier today that I was like, I'm about to, I'm about to start getting a lot more liberal with my block and my band button because I usually will let shit rock. Cause I feel like my tolerance and my patience in general is it's pretty decent, but I'm, I, I think I'm just about overall. I like, I, I try to be, you know, good old YouTuber. Look, now don't get me twisted. Everybody who watched me know that I ain't afraid to snap and clap at people. Cause I, I definitely does that when I need to. But for the most part, I try not to be that way, but you think it's going to make me act this way. <laughs> it's going to make me lose my mind up here. But, um, I mean, in general, like I, I'm cool. Like, you know, I, I try to take um, good care of myself mentally and I, I try not to dwell too much on the negative aspects of like content creation because a lot of people think that, it, you know, it's all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Like, oh, you just play video games for a living. And like, that's cool and it's great, but there definitely is a lot of stress that comes with it. And like a lot of, a lot of weird situations that come up and a lot of interesting people that you end up having to deal with. And uh, it could definitely take a toll on you if you're not, uh, if you're not able to kind of like tolerate that and also take time away for yourself, which is something that I've been doing a lot more is taking more breaks. Like I still try to upload every single day, but I don't kill myself over it. Right. Like I definitely had some days within like the last six months where like I didn't upload and sometimes I'll come back and I'll do a dump upload cause I feel bad about it. But like I said, we, we working on it. And then like with streaming, like I've been taking more time off streaming cause I've been doing more traveling and stuff. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's nice to have those, those breaks. Cause before I was just kind of like slaving away, just like, day in and day out like four or five six seven eight hour streams like almost every single day and then on top of that so uploading every day and um it could it be taxing it, and, and and not just like mentally but but physically as well and, and definitely emotionally but uh i think i have a pretty good grasp on on everything and um i, I definitely would say that I'm, I'm doing really well and i'm definitely happy with where i am in life and where i'm mentally right you love to hear it. Now, and no, I mean, I did see the tweet, so it was ironic that that came up. But no, I like to tap in with people's mental health, even if they don't like, because I'm not, I'm not no therapist. I'm not nobody's friend. So I can understand that like, you don't want to share that shit with a stranger. But sometimes it's just good to get that question. Like, how, how are you doing? Yeah, for sure. And it, like, like, actually hey, yeah, you know, matter of fact, hey, my man, how, how are you doing? How's your mental health been? Man, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, it's, it's weird how life has, like, it's really a seesaw effect. Like, you can never be too high and you can never be too low. Because, like, I literally got hit with some bullshit after Frosty where oh, for sure. my, my job just like to withhold my taxes. So now I got to pay the state 
taxes that uh, I didn't pay for the whole year. Uh, you know, so time of the year, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now I, I'm over here paying content creator taxes. And I ain't a fucking content creator. That's the, like making that money. So, you know what I'm saying? It's it's not enough to where it's a detriment, but it's definitely like a setback where you're just like, damn, bro, another one. Right. Just another just another one of them little inconveniences. And I'm definitely no stranger to minor inconveniences in life. Mm-hmm. I definitely deal with a lot of those. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this actually reminds me of a, um, a clip I just saw of Kevin Durant. Like yesterday, I want to say on Instagram where he was talking about how he doesn't necessarily want to be happy because being happy means that sometimes he has to be sad. And he's not really in the pursuit of happiness, but more so just peace. He just wants to be able to kind of like float through life and not experience the major extremes, whether either one way or the other. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel where you're coming from with that. Like, I, I, like, I like that concept of like not necessarily chasing happiness itself, but just always feeling peace. Like, I, I, I like the idea of that. Right. And then like, but then that's also like, a guilty feeling too essentially because like i do want to feel ultimate happiness but then mm-hmm. it's like like i want to say like right before 2021 i lost my grandpa and sorry I, to hear that appreciate, appreciate it appreciate it and the only thing that made me feel so guilty is because like i would say that was like one of my top five people like it's like them them four other niggas go man i might be a different person i don't know i don't want to be but you know how life is and so right. when i lost him i didn't really cry and i almost felt guilty for not crying because I, I, that's my people's that's my grandpa like i've been right. in the, he's been in my life as long as my life ever existed he used to call me number one grandson and tell his neighbors and shit them niggas i don't even know them niggas talk about number one i'm like all right whatever bro but, but and like so that's why like i kept trying to feel like i wanted to feel sad but i just couldn't like i was just kind of like in the middle i was just like eh, sad it's depressing but mm. like my mind immediately went to like oh shit that's my dad's father like is he good and then that right. nigga, he just, you know what I'm saying, one of the blue-collar old-school men, they're like, yeah, that shit suck, man, but we got to take care of moms now. And, like, and he just, that's his right, mindset. Right. So I'm just like, damn, I can't even be sad because this nigga ain't sad. So it's just one of those dynamics of where you just kind of, like, like you want to feel things, but you also want to be in the middle. So it's, 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 right. it's just well, hard. What, what, I, what I will say is that I can kind of relate to you because without getting into too much detail um, on the situation, but I definitely lost someone in the past that was very close to me and um it it didn't really hit me emotionally the way that i felt like it should Mm -hmm. but it was to the point where i was just so in disbelief of it happening that i ended up not going to the funeral Mm. and that was something that i ended up feeling guilt over for a a long time but it's something that i came to terms with and i was like you know that that person would understand they would understand that i didn't go not because i didn't care but because it that might have been what broke me you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, I think subconsciously it, it felt like maybe that if, if i went there that's when it would all like came falling down and I, I think that that person would have been understanding of that and, and they know that i had all the love in the world for them and and i, I would say that the same probably holds true for you that whatever guilt you felt over not being able to feel that sadness is more so i i, I think they would understand i i don't think they would see it as Oh, you, you didn't care about me or you don't care about me. It's more so just like there's there's a lot going on right now and I, I I can't find it in me to properly express how I feel over this like this tragic thing that that like, you know what I'm saying? It's just right. I, I don't think it's anything to, to dwell on or feel guilty over now that I'm older and I don't think you should feel guilty either. It it just kinda hits me like when you're just thinking about shit and like when you like 
like when you think of like oh their birthday or like you know what I'm saying my grandpa was the one that like yo Sundays we have a family over cook and type shit mm-hmm. so like when you like think of Sundays you're like damn he ain't there like he ain't gonna cook like it shit it hits you like that and then but I also like I also look at like my funeral and stuff like that like I don't want people to mourn me being gone, I want them to like be happy that we have that these memories. Celebrate the life yeah, that you yeah. had and the memories that that were made. Yeah, I feel that. So that's why I'm always kind of curious about shit like that, and that shit goes in my mind. But to go back to be a little bit toxic and to to, 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 to <laughs> turn, turn things around, and be a little less somber. Right, 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 right. And you kind of touched on it earlier, and I was just thinking like with the internet trolls and the people who like. Bro, do you feel like niggas don't have real niggas around them? Because, like, I, I don't understand yes. how people die on yes, this hill. Like, I, you know, obviously I won't go into detail, but then, you know, the situation that happened earlier in this week, when that nigga said that shit or tweeted that, I was just like, nah, he he cannot have no real niggas behind well, him. Cause he, I, I think what it is is that a lot of these people, they never had friends or actual other people around them in the first place, right? So they have, like, no social skills, no self-awareness, and they don't know how to interact and engage. And then they get online... And, you know, that fact of anonymity or that that lack of consequence because they feel like no one's ever going to see them in person enables them and empowers them to say, like, all this reckless and really stupid shit. And it's funny, too, because, again, without getting any any details, because there's multiple times that this has happened, but which is unfortunate. I feel like some people think like like I'm sweet or some shit because I'm a YouTuber and so niggas will come at me sideways and I see him in person and it's like it's a whole other story and like this this has happened multiple times and like I'll pop out often but when I do I definitely keep the same energy online that I do like I, the same energy in person that I do online and not everybody's that way but I, I definitely think it is a a, a a matter of like people just not having other real niggas around them or just like actual friends around them that can be like hey bro you out of line or you need to check yourself or you need to relax like you you like you you doing too much you know what I'm saying and Honestly, some people, I think this need to be slapped in their fucking mouth. But, you know, unfortunately, online, you can't really reach the monitor and, and do that. So they, they get away with some say, saying some of that dumb shit. But it is what it is. It comes with the territory of this, and it shouldn't be that way. But that's one of those things I was talking about earlier where you just got to learn to, like, tolerate that a bit more. And, you know, like I said, not, not dwell too much on, like, the negative aspects of being on the Internet and shit. Because it's like, in my head, I, like, I try to, I'm pretty, like, indifferent about a lot of shit. And so I try to like fathom, like, did they really go up to one of their niggas? It's like, yo, bro, and like, what? Ha- well, like, guess what happened, bro? Well, what happened? Like, I was arguing with this girl, but I started it, and then she came back at me, and then I said some off the wall shit, and I like in my head, I'd be like, nigga, you you started an argument with a woman. And you said some off the wall shit, nigga. What's wrong with? Why did you yeah, say that? Like, like I can yeah, tell you didn't I, check with nobody. I don't know. It's 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 just funny. It's especially because like not only do some of these dudes not have no real niggas around them, they definitely ain't got no women around them, so they don't know how to act. But you know, that's that's a whole other can of worms in itself that we ain't even really got to get into. But it's just I don't know. So, some of these dudes online, like they they act like bots. Like I I, I it's hard for me to believe that they're actual people. <laughs> and you would hope. And, and another thing is like I'm an only child. And so I didn't grow up with like sisters or like, you know, saying I had some cousins, but we weren't really close like that. So I would always talk to my homegirls. And then once I like once you start getting older, you start realizing like you see different perspectives because it's like even if you try to shoot your shot at a girl, she curves and ignores it. Like she's probably getting fit the other DM. So like when I start putting shit in perspective, I'm like. Oh, there's some horrible niggas out here. What's wrong with y'all? Like, yeah, y'all talk, for sure. Y'all got yeah, a like sister, spe- cousin, something. Yeah, especially when you lo- when you're younger, you don't really realize that, like some of the shit that these girls go through. And then like, and then even now on Twitter, like well, it's in the public eye for you to see. Because before it's like you know they deal with that on their own, but now you can see, like you can mm, see mm. dudes just like with with no shame, just 
reckless, just reckless and disrespectful. It, it, it's disgusting, but couldn't be me. Could not be me either. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't want to have to put my hands on niggas, but like, I don't know. I, I used to be a nice guy. I used to like, I love being nice. <laughs> but the more I'm on the internet, I'm like, I want to put hands on niggas. I just nah, have to bro, like they real life, you make you want to fight. I'm like, bro, how could you even say some shit like this? Like, you really going to make me fight you? Like, and then that's the thing is like, I, like I, you have to put it in perspective. Is like, like I want to just talk to niggas, like generally talk to niggas, like they, like mentally ill or some shit. Like, hey, bro, you're not gonna get no pussy from this. You're not gonna get no money from this. You're not gonna get no fame from this. Like, you doing this ignorant fuck shit is not gonna get you anywhere. I hope you know that. Right. Like, you gonna fucking still cry in your pillow in your fucking small ass room. You better chill out. Yeah, niggas doing way too much. Um. Like, speaking of asshole, this is kind of a funny segue. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you know this, but, like, there's a show and documentary series on the NFL, like, network that's called Welcome to the NFL. And usually when they do that shit, uh, like, a rookie is, like, getting their ass beat or getting, like, a hard hit. Or, like, what was your Welcome to the NFL moment? So my question to you, Lotus, is what was your, like, Welcome to FGC moment or, like, Welcome to Fighting Games moment to where you thought you was kind of nice, then you play somebody, and, like, that nigga just kind of put the hands on you, and you was like, oh, you could be better. I don't know if I, I don't know if I have like a necessarily a moment exactly like that, but I, I got something that works that I think would be a funny story. So I've been playing fighting games like my whole life, right? But obviously, as a kid, I didn't realize how high the ceiling went, and I didn't know that there was like a really like a big competitive scene for fighting games, and that people were as nice at them as they were until like years later, right? Mm-hmm. But um, it was actually in DBFZ where the first time I entered a tournament that like I was just like completely caught off guard. So. I've been playing fighters since before it came out, right? Because I, you know, I was in the betas, and I actually was fortunate enough to get the game early from Bandai, and then I've been playing it ever since, uh, since it's been released online and everything. And um, you know, I was like, I was quickly like the best out of my friend group. That's cool, whatever. I get online, I win most of my games. Obviously, it was a lot of people out there that was way better than me. You know, I, I get bodied here and there, and um, you know, I even like early on in the game's lifespan, you know, I would run matches with players like Nakiel or Tatsunoko or Hook, even you know, a, a lot of the the, the really strong. Uh, East Coast guys and a couple of ones that were in other regions um, just because like meeting them through other content creators or other players or whatever and like I could very clearly see how much further uh, skill in this game went because before the game came out I was like yeah I could I could see myself you know no life in this game and then going like Evo and make a top 8 or something like that <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know about all that but there are two scenarios there are two things that happened uh, in DBFZ one was like literally the day the game came out and the other one happened much much later I want to say it had to be season two or three. I, if it was season two, it was towards the end of season two. But the first one is the day Dragon Ball Fighters came out, I ran into none other than the one and only Sonic Fox. <laughs> wow. And I got obliterated, which I was well aware who Sonic was. Sonic is the person that actually got me more into the competitive scene of fighting games because watching them play Mortal Kombat, you know, competitively back in the day is what made me go like, oh, fighting games are even sicker than I already thought they were. You know what I'm saying? So I knew who Sonic was, and I already knew Sonic was already running shit in DBMZ, uh, just from, like, the, the, the stuff from before the game came out, like, the little exhibition stuff. So I run into Sonic. I get bodied on, on their stream. Uh, they're playing Goku Black at the time. Or, no, I, I'm playing Goku Black. They're playing Beerus. My Goku Black gets a kite. I'm like, yep, that went exactly how I expected. I get, like, two or three out or whatever it is, and it is, it is what it is. But that was just, like, yep, that's, that's Sonic Fox. That went exactly how I expected it to go. <laughs> But the other one that's even crazier than that, if you can believe it, uh, is the first ever 
tournament I entered was an online event, of course, right? Because, you know, we've been in the pandemic and everything. And it was Bums. It was City Mayhem. And I didn't expect to make it very far or whatever, but I, I didn't think I, I would do too bad. You know, I was decently confident in my skill. Um, I wasn't expecting to get like a top rate or anything, but I was like, yeah, I'll probably win a couple of games and then get some YouTube content out of it. Um, my first ever match in my first ever tournament got streamed. And it was, I don't even remember the player's name. I'm not even going to lie, but it was a player I had never heard of, right? And I think Bum had like a $1,000 pop bonus or something that day. It was like, a, it was like a big event. So a lot of people entered. Uh, my first ever match, my first tournament, puts it on stream. I got perfected for the first time ever in the game. Seal. And this was in, and like I said, this was like towards the end of season two or like at the start of season three, I want to say. So it was like well into the game's lifespan. It wasn't like the game just came out and like it wasn't like I was still relatively new. Like, no, I've been playing a game. Like, I've been nice. I've been, this is, I'm already well into my career of like twitching YouTube and grinding and everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm at this point, like, I, I win the vast majority of my games. Like, like I said, I, st- I still get bodied here and there, but I had never been perfected. But I got perfected. And I think he was playing like Kid Boo, Bardock, and some other, some other character. I, I can't remember for sure, but. It, it, it was not a good day for your boy and there's a whole other there's, there's a lot of shit that was going on that day leading up to like my power went out a couple of times and then when i was trying to fix that a bee flew in the mouth it's like it's like a real wild ass story that doesn't sound real or true at all and like i never tell the full story because it's like nigga you you making that shit up but like i swear to god bro like i wouldn't make up some some dumb ass shit like that but it's like literally like my power went out like two or three times a bee ended up flying into my house like my fucking my recording software was fucking up it was like everything that could possibly go wrong was going wrong and then i sat down to play and i got perfected i was like you know what man i might i might just i might just leave bro <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a if that's not a sign from the universe i don't know what it is uh damn yeah that was, those are two good stories actually fun fact you know what i'm saying sonic fox was moved to my pool and you know how they didn't go or whatever <laughs> they end up getting dq'd and i end up getting that win so technically i went two and two in fighters but you know what I'm saying? i didn't want to break it up because like <laughs> i can see sonic fox nah bro me and my fame <laughs> i can see them actually tweet at me i want no smoke sonic but i just you know what i'm saying like, we, we do in fact take those um <clears throat> No, you kind of dabbled in it a little bit with some commentary, but you know what I'm saying? You are pretty fucking good at talking about fighters and talking fast and like <laughs> keeping up with the pace. Have you ever. I know, I have a really bad habit of talking too fast. My bad. Have you really thought about possibly doing commentary? Or are you just always going to be a player? So, nah, I, so I get this a lot, obviously, because I, I do have a decent amount of knowledge of the game and I, I love it a lot. And obviously, I'm delivering commentary all the time about videos and people really like the sound of my voice. So I've been told that I should give commentary a try. And I definitely care more about playing the game and competing in it than commentary. But I do think it would be a lot of fun. It is something that I would like to try at some point. Um, I think it's just a matter of me reaching out and looking for those opportunities in order to kind of get my foot in the door. Because I think, like, um, you know, like there's there's different online events that get ran. Like I did commentary with Cloud once for his content series before, um, and I know there's like other like um, events that get held online that people will probably be willing to let me commentate if if I were to ask. And um, even Bum actually wants me to do commentary with him at one of his tournaments. You know, one of these days if I ever come out to New York, uh, he's actually like he like he brings that up a, a lot where he's like, you know, one of these days, those and you know, I need to get you on commentary. And I'm like, yeah, bro, it'd be fun. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I, I would like to do. I think for me. The biggest roadblock and the biggest obstacle with that will just be remembering to slow down when I talk because I, I be getting mad amped and when I get excited I talk really fast. 
And then also, it's like, I always just look at it from the standpoint of the conversation. Does the conversation sound good when I'm on commentary? I don't want it to be like we're robots and it's almost like a tennis match. Like, you go, I go, you go, you go. Like, yeah, we both nah, get sure, hype and start sure. talking shit and go crazy. <laughs> like, I want that. Like, if you want to ISO, you know what I'm saying? I'll spread out, go in the corner, shoot, ready, be ready for the three. Like, that's, I love commentary just because, like, it's just like this podcast like I like talking I like talking with the homies making it sound like a conversation and shooting the shit and especially if it's over a game we love it this seemed like the perfect job but now that I've been playing a little bit more I kind of like playing almost just as much I still want to do commentary but there's so much to learn and then I also like I'm not one of those people that get super hyped when a new character gets announced because like I do want the new character but I'm also right. like damn that's a lot more shit I gotta learn and figure out <laughs> nah for and me just as a fan of the game like I'm always mad excited for whatever content comes so I'm just like yo hey, lab coat 21 let's go I've been there nothing deals in character I, really, I love Android 21 anyway so true I, as do I I really sat there I'm like damn I'm really about to play 21 21 in trunks that's crazy. Nah, facts. I'm about, to, I'm about to play 21 trucks, 21. <laughs> I was like, I hope she's nice. I hope she's nice. Uh, yeah, I hope that character's fun. I thought about like maybe her possibly being like a Ginyu to where she could use the other androids and maybe all the androids and like because yeah, I don't really want 13 huh. as a fucking character, but I feel like 13's a row and like. 20 like it would be cool to have in the game as a sister or whatever like i thought about that or like thought about like she could be her own character but then switch to like you know regular 21 if she does a level three or some shit like that that, that was like my two theories of what she could possibly play like yeah i have i have no clue what they're gonna do with her i don't think they're gonna make her play too much like the regular 21 and we we there was like people who thought that she might just be a skin i'm like no she's definitely got to be her own character because she doesn't have a tail like you know right. what i'm saying her, her, her normals are definitely going to be different at the, at the very least her medium's got to be different because she doesn't have a tail so um i also don't think they're going to give her like the steel mechanic like like majin 21 has so i think we're actually in store for a decently unique character i know some people are like wow they're really making, giving us another android 21 but for me i'm like yeah why would they not dragon ball Fighters is extremely popular 21's a popular character she's powerful they love her she's the face of the game like i don't i don't, I don't see an issue with it personally I don't see an issue with it, but I'm more like, you know what I'm saying? I see it as like a half truth. I'm like, all right, nigga, so what, what does this mean? Like, does this mean we're getting more characters with 21? Does I mean, this yeah, mean we're getting uh, rollback uh, with 21? Like, I want rollback. Yeah, I want that, that character. That's the, that's the more exciting part about it. It's like, okay, like 21 is cool and all, but what else is, is going to come out of this? Is like, is there going to be more content? Any more updates? Like, because they, they said themselves that they want um to continue to support the game and like power it up and everything, but um as far as like rollback i mean obviously we can keep our fingers crossed but i'm not gonna hold my breath on it but that that that's that's the dream that's definitely the dream and speaking of like the game in this like current state how how do you feel about like fighters currently like the meta and all that <laughs> stuff <laughs> i've actually talked this uh, talked about this a bit lately uh in my streams and, and all my videos because and I got to preface this, as I always do, with saying that I love Dragon Ball Fighters with all my heart. It's my favorite game. It's my favorite game of all time. It's still my main game. It's the game I feel like playing every single day. Um, do niggas really current... think you don't love it? <laughs> well, I, I, I got to make sure I stress all that before I say what I'm about to say, because the current version of Dragon Ball Fighters is easily my least favorite. Mm. Because And the thing people have to understand is, if you know me, it makes sense, because all my least favorite shit is what's strong right now. Like, all my least favorite characters are top tier. I, I, I don't like the, the implementation of CSS. I don't like the fact they took out Snap and that it's pretty much useless now. Like, all of my favorite things are, like, weaker and all my least favorite things are stronger. So, like, of course it's going to be my least favorite version. Like, Trunks is bottom tier right now. IMO. Like, I don't think Trunks is very strong. Uh, they nerfed Snap, which nerfs 18 and 21. 
Uh, Bardock is super nerfed. Base Vegeta is still pretty powerful, but they nerfed him as well. They nerfed my favorite move in the game, which is his EX Rocket Kick. Vegito's top tier, Gogeta's top tier, the other Gogeta's top tier, Z Broly and UI Goku are top tier. Like, all my least favorite characters are strong. The game's defense is way stronger than the offense is right now. Set play is getting weaker and weaker, and every time I learned how to do some shit, they took it out of the game. Like, it's just... The game is still a lot of fun. It's still my favorite game. I, I love it to death. I still play it pretty much every single day. But if we're just comparing it to other seasons, other versions, I think while this might be the most balanced version of the game, it is my least favorite to play. I, I like season, season one and two more. Hmm. Yeah, those were definitely relatively fun seasons because it, it, it almost feels like kind of how you touched on it. it. Like, like I would almost bet my life savings, which is not a lot, but I would still bet it that you, every <laughs> every match, every fucking match, you're going to see a UI Goku, a fusion character, a Broly, and then probably Kid Buu. At least yeah. one. And, like, and one people, of them six slots. Yeah, and people will talk about, you know, GT Goku in season two. But the thing is, like, every season has had, like, those, like, three or four characters that are on every person's team. And, like, GT Goku was really prevalent and, like, maybe Snap was too strong. But I'm personally of the belief that, for one, I don't... I think season two GT Goku is really overrated. Um, and not mm. to say that he wasn't strong or arguably the best character in the game. I just think that people... Like, there are people who believe that, for example, Season 2 GT Goku was stronger than, like, Season 1 Bardock or, like, Season 1 Gotenks or Kid Buu, and I don't think that at all. I think Season 1 Bardock, Android 16, Adult Gohan, Kid Buu, and Gotenks are way, 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 way stronger than, than GT Goku was in Season 2. And I think the people who think that either weren't there at the time or didn't play the game enough or just didn't know any better because what those characters were capable of was everything GT Goku could do and more. And, like, we learned so much more about... Like, if, we, if you were to put Season 1 Bardock... In the current version of the game, he is the most broken character free. If you put season one sixteen in the game right now, he's the most broken character free. Like it's it's not even close. Like they they were those characters were much stronger than UI Goku or GT Goku ever were. And and I say that as somebody who hates UI Goku with all my heart, but like, <laughs> yeah, he he wasn't as big of an issue. And when it comes to Snap, I feel like they could have changed it differently than how they did, which is pretty much making it nearly useless. Um, but that's just me. I guess uh, I guess that's fair to say. Cause I now, now that you said it, said it like I didn't mind the era of GT Goku. It was either like you either playing with him or you're not. But he didn't feel like like there's times where like I would play like I would hop on fighters and it was like your match is coming up, da da da. And I see UI Goku and I physically get ill because I'm just like oh this nigga finna do whatever he want. I'm finna <laughs> just get violated, <laughs> abused, used. This is about to be some bullshit. And yeah. I would agree with that statement. That's that's fair. Um, also, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say. I also feel like in this current version of the game, it's a lot easier to just kind of like do random shit and then kind of like win because I feel like the way the game is designed now, like the way certain moves work and the way certain characters are designed, it's kind of just like yeah, we have all these like really big normals on certain characters like Gogeta five uh, M or Vegito five M or like Gogeta two M ui goku 5 i was like we have all these really big buttons and we have like all these crazy ex moves like vegeto kicks uh gogeta 4 lariat you know what i'm saying and they and, oh and they all give you medium starters as well so just whiff them until one sticks and then you know what i'm saying do 80 percent damage <laughs> you ain't conditioning none of them characters they'd be like yeah i'm still gonna press though <laughs> that's the craziest part too is like oh that didn't work i'm gonna do it again and it's gonna work the second third or fourth time and i only need it to work once for you to die so you better kill me before i hit you I was like, that's literally the time it kills you, too. That's the unfortunate part. Uh, you know, it, it's always hard and weird to ask for changes, but if you could change anything on Trunks, what would you change? 
so I get asked this a lot. There's a few things I feel like Trunks needs, but for me, a huge change for him would be him having more hits done on his 5S or change the future so that he can more easily hit confirm them like in the neutral. Because mm. there's so many times where like it feels like you're kind of like gambling on guessing on whether or not it hits. And obviously, like if you do key blast into a vanish, right, and the key blast didn't hit, there's so many ways for you to die over that. So it's like like it's there are some situations where it's easier to confirm than others, but in general it's uh it's pretty difficult because it's it's not the same as like having a character that has like a multi-hitting key blast or anything like that and meanwhile you have characters like you know ui goku who you know has a multi-hitting key blast that is five super easy to hit confirm and then, yeah yeah five whole hits for you to confirm as if it's a beam um and then not only does it hit confirm super easy uh it also gels into vanish on block so i'm just like yo can trunks get like a crumb of that that'd be that'd be swell but yo know, that that that's that's just me uh, but there's a lot of things you can get. There's a lot of things you can get Trunks. Less recovery on his flips. Um, True. Make it so that his uh, his twelve would be a low. I know it's one people have always said. I don't think he needs that, but I wouldn't mind it. Uh, but the thing about that though, just real quick, I know his level two. Yeah, his level two. Please, that that shit is tra- like. And here's the thing. I, people always tell me this as if I don't know. I'm well aware. Yes, if you whiff the burning attack, the slash does more damage. But I shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, that's no almost. Other no other character got to do some stupid shit like that. That's almost counterintuitive, but yeah, fuck, miss yeah. it on purpose, and then you fuck him up with the other one, but it's like, I could've just kept the level one, then. Like, yeah, it's just whatever, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to make Trunks better, but I think uh, being able to hit confirm CTF or 5S easier would be, like, a really big one for that's one of those subtle changes that, like, it's like a low-key buff, I think, would be yeah, just a it's, nice it's compliment. Like a, it's a subtle change that would have a big impact, I feel like, on the play. Because, like, neutral is at one of Trunks' strongest suits, but hit-confirming is not. Um, and I think that would help him out a lot. Or, it is, it is, uh, go on. I was going to say, just, just a crazy thing. It's throwing something out the wall, see if it sticks, you know? And, I mean, obviously, I'm talking to a better Trunks player than me, so he, he might disagree with this. But, you know, maybe make Misenko a little bigger. I feel like it's the smallest beam in the fucking yeah, game. No, it, it actually is. It's it's thinner than, like, Kamen Mehazar. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how many times that's fucked yeah, me up for trying yeah, to keep somebody out. It actually, both as an assist and as his move, his, his beam is a little bit thinner, yeah. If they could just make that a little bit bigger, that'd be nice. Or, like, like you said, kind of, like, less recovery on his flips to where, like, I could see someone, like, bait someone trying to super dash me and then, like, punish that. Yeah. Because, oh, like, once you stop his flips, like, hey, I got to play a boring trucks. So I got to be honest. I got to work hard. I just kind of just... Uh... Trunks is an honest character because like he's got mixed with the explosives, but like that shit's so hard. <laughs> it is, and especially if a nigga mashing and don't care and it's online. Like, oh. yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. So, buff trunks, man. Hashtag buff trunks. Buff trunks, indeed. And then we kind of touched the bases on this a little bit, just to reiterate though. Do you would you want a fighters two or do you want rollback? I'm on the um, team of I want rollback. Just buff. I think okay, this game's so, perfect. So, if it's a matter of between adding rollback to the current game or getting a sequel to the game, I'm definitely choosing the rollback. But the thing is, like, usually, so it's interesting that you worded it that way because usually when I get asked that question, it's would you want a season four or would you want, I mean, and some people say we're already in season four. So just for the sake of, uh, let's just say, would you want another season of the game or would you want a sequel to the game? And I usually say I would rather have a sequel because it's more likely that it would get rollback. But if the choice is between adding rollback to the current version of the game or getting a sequel, I'm, I'm choosing rollback. Like that, because that would be the main reason why I'd want a sequel anyway. Because I, I, like I said, even if this is like my least version, my least favorite version of the game, I still love the game to death. It's still my favorite game, and obviously, it's still it's still evolving and changing. And there's going to be more patches. There's going to be another character, potentially more characters or whatever. 
Um, and I, I've gone on record to say that like if Dragon Ball Fighters had rollback netcode, it would be the best fighting game. And I, I mean, in my heart, it is the best fighting game. But like for me, it would just be like there's like nothing else could fuck with it. Like nothing else would be like nah, it's it's DBMT is the best. I, me personally, I just I can't see a world where they make something better than fight like a Fighters Two making better. You know what I mean? Especially all yeah. the insane changes that they made with this game already. So I'm like, why don't just keep making this game better? And you see how they've been at working literally backwards, giving everybody else rollback netcode. So it's like, I just yeah, keep improving they, this one. They've been retroactively implementing it into like, you know, they added it to plus R, they've added it to blaze blue. Uh, I think uh, blaze blue cross tag battle is getting it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like a bunch, like all of Arxis games. I don't know if grand blue is getting it. I don't remember for sure. I don't know if they have an announcement on that or not, but like a, lo- a lot of games have been getting it. And I think it's, um, I think it's got to, it's, it has some, it has to have something to do with Bandai Namco because I think if it was just up to Arc System Works, they would just do it because I don't see why. You know, Strive came out with it; it's great. Everybody loves it. They're adding it into all their other games. All those other games are getting like a second chance at life, like a rebirth or a renaissance because of the better netcode, and um, everybody's like ecstatic and over the moon. So I think if it was up to them, I don't see why they wouldn't want to put it into their most popular, best sellers, by far biggest game of all time in Dragon Ball Fighters because that game has sold like 8 million copies now. That's way bigger than anything Arxis ever did before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Arxis is used to selling like a couple hundred thousand, you know, at best, let alone 8 million. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if it was up to them, I was like, yeah, let's put Roback in the fucking game. Okay, let's do it. Shit, damn. But it, there's got to be some sort of legalities or somebody stubborn up in Bandai Namco offices that is just like not green lighting it. So I don't know what it is, but I still have hope for the future. And because it, it's just weird to me, because it's like I know you see the pandemic, you see this shit getting worse. Y'all just canceled the event, so it has to be an alarming red flag that like right. no like one's playing online like that. Like, come on, yeah, now. now more than ever, we need it. So I don't know. Here's hoping, man. Here's hoping. Uh, yeah. I just want to talk a little bit. Talk about your love for Tekken, man. How, like, how did you get into Tekken and all that stuff? Oh, so Tekken was actually the first fighting game I remember playing. Uh, Tekken is what got me into fighting games as a kid. Like, I was playing Tekken Three on the PlayStation One. Um, it was just a game I got with the PlayStation, like as a gift, probably for Christmas or something like that. I do and, think that's um, the best soundtrack out of all the Tekken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Tekken Three still has the best OST. Um, but yeah, so it, it was it was it was Tekken Three, and I would play that with my my younger brother and my dad. I would play a lot with my dad as well. Growing up, he was he was into Tekken. He really liked uh, Ganryu. And uh, growing up, I played like a lot of Eddie Gordo, and I, I like Jen a lot, and I like Huarang. And Huarang's who I play now in Tekken Seven. Um, but yeah, those were like some of my favorite characters. And like, I, I played like as a kid, I would just play any character here or there, but definitely the one I played the most was Eddie. I want to say like, I think as a lot of people do, we just, it was like, I'm gonna just mash three, four. I'm gonna just do all these kicks and spins and yeah, it works. But, but to me, the appeal of Eddie was like, he, he was a break dancer. I mean, we just copyright, but I'm like, yo, this is break dancing. This is cool as hell. And, um, and also, we ain't no nationalities back then, so he was black. So I was like, yo, you got dreads, yo? Yo, man, the guy with the, with, the, with the... I didn't even know it was dreads at the time. I just thought it was braids. I was like, oh, he's, he's cool as hell. <laughs> and I, I just thought the outfit was cool, like the purple shirt and like the, the sneakers. I was like, yeah, my, my man's out here drippy. You know what I'm saying? like, I'm playing Eddie Gordo. And then um, he was just bobbing with the music, too. That was, yeah, you yeah, gotta play yeah. it. And so I just, I just kept playing Tekken like as I grew up. And it's funny, too, because like with Tekken... That was a game where, like, I thought I was nice, and I wasn't nearly as nice as I thought I was as I got older. Because, like, I could beat my brother, and, like, you know, I'd beat whoever friends came over, and, like, my dad, or even, like, my, my dad's friend or whatever. But um, I, I played Tekken 3, and then I went back and played Tekken 2 and 1. I played Tekken 4, 5, Tag. I never played Tekken 6, and I never played Tag 2. And I got back into Tekken with Tekken 7. And that's when I realized, because Tekken 7 was the first fighting game where I was like, I'm going to get good at fighting games. That was, like, when I was, like, 
because by that point, I want to say that was 2017, and it was about 2014, 2015 when I found out, oh shit, like Evo was a thing. Or it, it, actually, no, that was yeah, that was 2013, 2014. I want to say I was like, oh shit, there's a thing called Evo, and there's all these tournaments, and fighting games are really dope. And I've discovered Mortal Kombat tournaments and Sonic Fox and everything like that. And I was like, oh shit, okay, bet fighting games are really cool. I mean, well, I already thought fighting games were really cool, but I was like, fighting games are way cooler than I thought. And when Tekken 7 came out, I was like, all right, bet. This is going to be my game. I'm going to get nice at fighting games. And I was like, damn, fighting games are way harder than I realized. <laughs> Facts. And actually, I think I discovered Evil and all that stuff through Maximilian and just watching his videos. And I was like, what the fuck is he at? And I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> Nah, for sure. You know, I, I think I think Max, by the way, is one of those creators who doesn't get the, the credit that he deserves for bringing as many people into the community and being like that segue between like the casual and, and, and the more hardcore audience because he's, he's done a lot for fighting games. And I feel like sometimes people just... I just feel like you don't always get his flowers, but I'm definitely one of the people who gives Max his flowers. True. And I, I, the only thing I didn't like, I guess, like with Max is like, he didn't like like MK11. He had his clear distaste for MK11. I'm, not saying, <laughs> I'm trying to, not saying I'm trying to defend MK11 before anyone get crazy. But what I didn't like is that if it felt like he generally didn't want to play it and he kept trying and trying. It was like, bro, just, like you Max a billion. Like, just don't play it. And like, yeah, and, like, I mean, I don't, I don't fault him for that though. Cause like, I mean, he's definitely had his grips with Dragon Ball as well, but he would always come back to the game and it was just, he would definitely have a frustrating time, but there's clearly aspects about the game that he does enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I feel, I, I didn't watch a lot of the MK11 content that he put out, so I, I can't speak on it, but it's probably a similar manner where like with Dragon Ball, it's like, no, there's things about this game that I do like, and I do, I want to like it, but it's just every time I try to play it, I'm just like, I don't like this, and I don't like that, and this is frustrating, so... Right, because you can just see the visible, like, distaste in his, like, face, yeah, and you're just yeah, like, yeah, bro, yeah. you ain't got to push yourself through this. So, no, nah, but I, I feel it, though, because, like, it's not even with just with certain fighting games, but there's definitely been things in life where I'm like, I always try to go back to something, and it's like, I know I don't like this thing, but I'm going to tr- I'm gonna give it another chance anyway. I was like, ah, yeah, I don't like this thing. And then some time goes by, it's like, okay, but maybe I was just, I don't know, let me try it one more time. It's like, you, you, don't, you don't like it, bro. You don't have to force yourself to like it, man. It's, it's, it's okay. I noticed that with food too, especially. <laughs> Bro, okay, so that's why I was saying. Okay, so <laughs> mad, mad random, mad random. It's these little brownie joints, right? And I like brownies, but it's these little brownies at like as in Sam's Club. I think it's from Sam's Club, right? Little little pack of brownies. And every time I, I get them, I'm like, yeah, some brownies sound good, right? I'll get back to the crib. I'm like, damn, I do not like these brownies. And then, I, and then some time will go by and I buy them again. Like, why the fuck do I keep buying these whack ass brownies? <laughs> you know what's crazy too is like I think it's the cosmic joints. Those are the only yeah. brownies I really fuck with. Because bro- I, like I feel like brownies brownie. is, like, too much. Like, it's, like, too much chocolate. It's just a lot. And you like... Budgy and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like, we don't like a brownie. I'm like, nah, nigga, this is just too... Too fucking nah, much. There's definitely a few foods like that where I'm like, do I... Do I like this? I think I like this. And then I eat, and I'm like, nah, I didn't like this. And then some time will go by, I'm like, I'm gonna try this again. Like, bro, you ain't gotta eat it. It's, so, it's gonna be okay. See, what's crazy with that is, like, I used to be a picky eater. I'm still relatively picky eater. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm oh, twice. I, I, I eat like a child. I'm, I'm, I, I'm such a picky eater. I hate it. And I hate when people, oh, you're such a picky eater. I'm like, bitch, I'm 27. Like, I know what I want to put in my mouth or not. All right? Like, relax. Like, <laughs> so, like, you know what I'm saying? And this is out in Chicago with Frosty. And now I met up with some of my Iowa squad people. And it was like, we went to, like, I think a japanese place and they had a pork bowl and i'm like looking at the menu and he's like oh why you look like that i'm like bro because i don't know what half the shit is in it like i don't want this i don't want that <laughs> and i was like right, I'm, not right. saying, I'm not willing to try something i was just like i know what i like so i'm not going to expand too crazy also right. especially being older it's like nigga this is my money 
I'd be damned if I'm hungry. Yeah, try I'm some about shit to buy some like, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm a grown man. I got a grown man appetite. All right. I might not have grown man taste buds, but I'm not gonna spend ten dollars on this food and then be like, I ain't really care for that. Now I'm still hungry and I spent ten dollars. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going for all that. Fuck that <laughs> like i'm gonna pick this option over here that got some shit in it that i know i like and you know what you want me to be adventurous all right how about you pay for that or you let me trust some yo's and i can make sure that i get my fill on this on this over here you know what i'm saying and then i hate when you're like your friends offer like bro you i'll buy you whatever just try it and i'm like nigga, I nah i'm cool bro don't like trust me <laughs> i i know nah, you me. know uh, you know rhyme style yeah yeah rhyme styles like that so when i when i go out to california and i visit times like he'll he'll like to take me to all these different restaurants He's like, nah, bro. Like, come on, just try it. I'm like, bro. Now I'm gonna feel bad. Now, I'm, now I'm hungry and I feel bad because I wasted your money. Mm-hmm. Nah, I see. <laughs> I was definitely a kid with some attitude. I look at you stupid. Like, yeah, I told you I ain't gonna. Like <laughs> like, right, like, I, I, I told you I wasn't gonna like that shit, man. I don't know why you did this. <laughs> Luckily, I could find I could find something that I like. I'm just trying to get more from. I'm trying to get from like going to the Red Lobster and getting the cheeseburger. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get away from that shit. Like, yeah, I'm trying yeah, to at least get whatever the I'm older in there. Yeah, the older I get, I've tried to become more adventurous with, like, my, my, my food selection and, and trying more more options. But uh, there's a certain things that you just can't go wrong with. Like, bro, I don't know. I go somewhere and get a hamburger or some chicken fingers. Like, I know I'm going to be all right. Like, I know I'm going to eat it. <laughs> True, because I'm also, I'm also picky in the sense that, like, certain shit. Like, I don't like potato casserole but this one place does a good job of it so i'll order it from there but i ain't never tried potato casserole any fucking where else like i ain't trying nobody's home cooking i ain't try because i just nah, know I that you. i like that and like yeah because the only thing i'm really like nah i ain't gonna try that shit is like sushi just because it's raw i don't nah actually i i so i like the aesthetic of sushi so i wish i wanted to eat it but i don't like seafood Right. I mean, I, I like seafood. I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm black. You know what I'm saying? I like fried seafoods, but like, <laughs> you know, some fried shrimp. You know what I'm saying? Shrimp. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> Try a little bit of that. But yeah, I don't know. Hey, there were some dope uh, places in Chicago, though, to eat. I actually enjoyed I didn't really go out to eat at that many places. I think we only, I only went out to eat, I think, the first night. And that was on Friday. I went, uh, it was me. Uh, Eunice, uh, LK, Sage, and Kizzy. We all went and got Korean barbecue. How was that? It was it was great. It was actually probably some of the best Korean barbecue I ever had, which is funny because uh, I feel like SoCal got all the good Korean barbecue spots. But nah, it was actually really good. Like their brisket was mad juicy for some reason. That shit was hitting different that night. I had never tried Korean barbecue. That's something I do want to try. But it's pretty. It's pretty great. It's pretty good. Isn't that it's something you, you have eat. to like make too? Yeah, so, like, what they do is, like, so there's, like, different tiers to Korean barbecue, right? Like, you go there, and the menu's divided up into three tiers, and, like, they're usually three. <clears throat> and there's, like, different options for every tier. So, like, if you pick tier three, you can order anything that's, like, on, on the entire menu. But if you pick tier one, the limit is, like, the tier one options. For me, mm. I usually get all my favorite shits in tier one anyway, so I just get tier one. But you get, like, you know, brisket or, like, bulgogi or, like, certain steaks and stuff. And it's like, yeah, this shit great. And they just bring you out tray after tray of, like, the meat, and you cook it on the little grill in front of you. You want some rice, you just keep asking for more rice. And that's what I do. I go there, be like, hey, I need I need another bowl of rice. Bring me a glass of water. I'm saying more brisket, more bulgogi. Let me get that Hawaiian pineapple steak. Yes, sir. Load that up. Throw it on the grill. Let that shit sizzle. Throw it out. And I fuck with some rice. I, I taste rice up. Bro, I love bro, bro. some rice. White white rice is like one of my favorite dishes. I will eat white rice with pretty much anything. If I could, I would. I, you are not lying. Uh, just let's say, like you said, uh, 
kind of touched on a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get a little toxic here, Lotus. We got just a dash of toxic toxicity. You know what I'm saying? It's a sprinkle Uh-oh. and stuff like that. Do you feel like you know? Like I think Drake. What Drake said, like rappers want to be ball players. Ball players want to be rappers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. FGC people like tournament players want to be content creators. Content players want to be tournament players. Do you feel that you are the best YouTuber? YouTuber at Dragon Ball Fighters? Because I, I got a hot take for that. Um. Well, it depends because, like, it, it, you, it it depends on where you draw that line. I know some people want to be like, "Nah, you supposed to be like, yeah, I'm the best." But I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not that kind of guy. But I, I mean, like, no, no, you're not. I am though. I'm, I'm a little toxic. <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, it's like, you know, like, let's take Cloud, right? Do you consider mm-hmm. Cloud eight hundred five a YouTuber or is he still a pro player? Because like, he's not sponsored right now, but he's definitely a professional fighting game player, in my opinion. So it's like, I consider I him know. a pro player because that's why yeah, he waxed right. everybody <laughs> in the fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, if you're comparing me to like. Jam Crofts or Dado Doya or whoever. I'm gonna say, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I'm the best. Okay, I, I'll say that. <laughs> okay, I like it, and that's what I was gonna say too, because I would say Dado's up there as well, and then like I maybe think, uh, a Maximilian as well. I, but the only reason I would say you versus Dado, and I know like some of the sets haven't gone in your favor and things of that nature, but I would say you play tougher competition, and you're like for sure you try um, to do the think, optimal uh, combos and stuff like that. Dado's just I solid think, as fuck. I think the thing with Dado though is that I think Dado's really underrated, and I think it's because he's such like a goofy guy, right? And he plays all these random teams for like his little rank videos on on YouTube and stuff. And I mean, I, I do something similar these days too. But um, I think a lot of people haven't played Dotto, so they don't know how good that he actually is. And I wish I could get him like sign up for like a city of mayhem or something like that. He doesn't seem very interested. But um, I mean, like I feel like people should understand it just from watching me play with him. Like I definitely like because our matches go back and forth. I, I, honestly, if, if I'm just keeping a straight buck, like I think he, he and I are even. And people seem to rate me pretty highly, especially, you know, for quote unquote for a YouTuber, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Dotto is pretty much up there with me. And like some days there is and it goes back and forth, but there's some days where like Dotto just has my number. There's other times where like I have his number for sure. And I feel like in general, like I, I could usually clutch things out. But I don't know, man. Dotto Dotto definitely got some shit. Definitely no, I mean, shit. I definitely think Dotto is super solid. Like uh, the fact I feel like truth be told, and he might not never say this, and I might not never talk to Dotto, but if I do one day that'd be sick. But like he played the roster like he really do play a solid yeah. ass of everybody like it's weird like yeah. he got the block strings down the combos down the b like he's solid and he's really good i just feel like you play like tough tougher stiffer competition and you be handling yourself so until i see dotto do that i don't really know where he lies you know what i think that's another thing too is that people just haven't seen him in action because there's definitely and even even still now there are people who don't think i'm as good as i am or they don't, they don't think i'm nice right and then they, I started to prove myself by entering these online tours. People were like, oh, shit, Lotus is kind of nice. And now I, I definitely get my, my props and my flowers from a lot of people. But there were some people who, like, even up until Frosty, they're just like, Lotus ain't nice. They're fucking ass YouTube. I'm like, all right, play me. And they be losing. There's <laughs> a no. couple people who, who definitely got me, but most of y'all be losing. No, I was definitely talking about shit. I, I definitely, like, the only time where, like, I would say, not, not to mean it this way, but to be funny, the only time where you were like, where, like, I was like, Damn, Lotus! Like you, you, you let the fans down, type shit. Because I was like, hey, with, the, with the punk thing, and I'm saying punk isn't. I obviously punk is like one of the greatest Street yeah, Fighter nah, players like, in the world. I, yeah, I knew he was is, like rising okay. and like getting good, but I'm like, all right, Lotus should be able to compete, and uh, it should be even so, if anything close. Yeah, nah, that 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 was just a bad day for me. So one thing I'll definitely say about myself as a player is that I believe I am incredibly inconsistent. Uh, I have really high highs and really high lows. So on my off days, I feel like I play exceptionally poor, and on my best days. You know, I'm hanging with the best of them, right? And I have my name where I could take games off a Pred or a Nitro or Coach Steve, Alucard, who else might be seeing the city band? You know, all, all those guys. And 
you know, it's just, I don't know. That, that day I played Punk, that was just one of my off days. And I, and I truthfully believe that Punk is a phenomenal player that still would have beaten me anyway. But I feel like that score was supposed to be a lot closer. But it was just one of those days where, like, I just I was dropping on my combos. My movement was kind of stiff. And things just didn't go the way that they should. And honestly, I wish I'd gotten to play Punk at Frosty just in some casuals. But I just never made that happen. But, um, yeah, I, I would like to play against him again at some point. I, I think I could definitely do a lot better. And I definitely think Fighters is such a momentum game. Because, like, if it, whether it be a 1v3 or just I, 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 someone getting straight. He, he played Vegito, Gogeta. Everybody know them characters in my fucking kryptonite. So, yo. <laughs> and he, he had the combos, too, bro. I was like, God. Yeah, nah, nah, Punk, Punk is out here. I, I got mad respect for Punk as a, as a fighting game player. Like, I, I think he's one of the best fighting game players in the world, for sure. And obviously, Street Fighter God has been on the come up in Dragon Ball. He was... Uh, arguably the best player in the country at Guilty Gear for, for a little bit there. People was always saying it's either him or Sonic, and Punk is still holding his own in Strive. I think he got ninth at Frosty, though, even though he don't really practice that much, uh, or at least as much as he was, because he's been playing, you know, a lot of, a lot more Dragon Ball, but yeah, man, Punk, Punk is out here. Punk is definitely out here. People, I'm not gonna, people sleep on him. I'm not gonna lie, like, this Dragon Ball arc of Punk, has, I think, has been great, especially with, the, like, 12v12, because I watched his stream. I, I usually, I'd be lurking in your chat, and then, like, if you, I don't think you streamed that 12v12, so I end up watching Punk, and that shit was hilarious. And yeah, then, like, I think this whole timeline of Punk. I think I was out of town when it was happening, so I, I couldn't catch it all. But mm. I, I ended up seeing it all, and I streamed some of it, but, yeah, I, I was definitely out of town at the time. And then, like, I Punk had me convinced. I swear to God, like, before I went to Frosty, even if I didn't go to Frosty and I was just watching it on, like, just watching it on stream, I swear I thought he was going to get top eight. The way he was talking, how he kept playing. Well, well, that's the thing is that everyone sees how good Punk is, right? And he, obviously, he proved his his skill against me, and he's proved it against a lot of other players, and he's made his top eights in a couple of these events. Um, But Punk, I mean, he's it happens to the best of us. Sometimes we just have an off day. Punk ended up going one and two. And losing in pools and he you know that means technically i outplaced him and i don't think i'm a better player than him necessarily but it's like some some days you just have an off day and it also doesn't help that you know he might not have been used to the setups because he plays on either ps5 or pc much like myself and um there was no audio headsets uh for, at the setups either so it's like there's a number of factors that go into it but it's just like hey it just really be like that sometimes like even even the best of us just get caught slipping every once in a while you know what i mean i think that's why it's also so it's so fucking hard to say who's the best like it is so hard because it it depends on the day. It depends on who plays who, yeah. who takes Some, out who, and sometimes it's just they were the better player that day. You know, mm-hmm. and, and on a different day, things could be different. Right, my mid my mid skill level ass is holding on to that, bro. There's a couple things I know. <laughs> I'm like, it's just today. I'll be back tomorrow. You kick my ass today, bro. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> nah, oh, for sure. That shit is funny. It's, you know what I'm saying? It was speaking of the toxic theme. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It might be the theme of the episode. In your honest opinion, Lotus, as someone mm-hmm. that's a sneakerhead that you know, was reselling things of that nature, what is the worst looking retro? Out of all the Jordan silhouettes? Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. So, uh, we, we, so what are we taking into account? Because like a lot of people, they, they want to cut it off at like 1 through 14 or they want to do 1 through 23. Are we taking like all the models? I think Jordan's like, up to like 32 or some shit now. Like, I ain't going to hold you, bro. Outside of like 16, I ain't really look. I ain't really I looking or checking. So, so if we talking about me personally, I think 15 is ugly. But if we're talking like one through 16, uh, um, I'm not a big fan of 16s themselves. Honestly, uh, it would. Mm, I'm not a big fan of eights, honestly. But there's a couple eights that I do like. I'm trying to think. Are there any colorways? Of the well, actually, there's a cherry wood 16s. I do actually like the 
the cherry wood 16s, but that's like the only colorway I think. If if I had to pick my least favorite though, between, from like one to sixteen, it's probably it probably is sixteen because I there's only like one colorway I could think of that I would ever put on my foot, and then for all the other colorways or for every other retro, there's like there's a few. Like, like I can think of obviously Jordan ones is my shit. There's plenty of twos I would wear, plenty of threes, fours, five, sixes. I got seven pairs of sevens, eights. I'm not a big fan of, but I like the aqua eights a lot and the woman aqua eights. Nines not really my style, but I, I like some of the colorways. Tens, elevens, twelves, and thirteens not my style, but I got a couple pairs of thirteens actually. Fourteens I like the last shots, the gingers, the lanies, especially the lanies. Um, fifteens is a couple colorways I, I think are okay. They're not really my favorite, but. Yeah, 1 through 16, it'd have to be 15 or 16. Yeah, they definitely... Because I think 14 through 1 is just too good. Like, they all look iconic. They all look like... Yeah, like uh, any, uh, anything to design, I'm just like, damn, that shit kind of fire. Is that who designed it all of, like, yeah. 1 through 14? Uh, Tinker Hatfield. So I don't remember, like, every model he designed specifically, but he definitely designed a lot of them. Um, he designed, I think, 3 through... Don't quote me on this exactly. My, my sneakerhead nods a little rusty. I want to say 3 through 15... He didn't just design Jordans either. He's also the one who made like the Air Max One or the Air Max Eighty Seven, which is another one of my favorite shoes of all time. Even though I don't own any pairs at the moment because I outgrew or, or sold all the pairs that I had, but you know, I think Tinker was like a, a genius when it comes to designing shoes, and he made like all, all, pretty much all the best models except the Jordan One. He didn't design the, the, the Jordan One, but and it's, it's fine. He, he motherf- off. Motherfuckers really did not miss because he, yeah. I- I love me some Jordans. I feel like my favorites are ones like specifically top threes. Like I, I, I just needed me a pair of those because I actually worked at Foot Locker, and it was like, I think it was a time I didn't get paid, so it was a week, the other week, like it was every other week, and they right. came out and I saw them on people's feet and I was like, I regret not getting those. I was like, fuck. But the only problem with working at Foot Locker is it's like, and this is kind of why I want to tie into the reselling game. But like, the only problem with Foot Locker is we would only get like twelve pairs. So right. at the time, I'm like a size 12. There's two other people wearing 12. So if we all wanted them, we had to draw for them. And I was like, God damn, like, I'm over here working at Foot Locker for the benefit. I ain't get no fucking benefit. Right. Like, I'm, I'm at Foot Locker. I work at Foot Locker. I still can't get a pair. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. And like, how do you feel about the resale game? Especially now. So uh, I've never been the biggest fan of reselling, but I did partake in it quite a bit. But the thing with me is that like I don't I don't knock nobody hustle. I, I definitely feel where people come from making a living off it. I mean it is what it is. It it definitely sucks uh for people who just genuinely want to wear the sneaker and can't get it. And I've definitely been there before. Um but back in high school, like at first I, I fucking hated resellers. I was like, bro, like I have the money and I still can't have the fucking shoe. Like this is bullshit. And a lot of people still feel that way. But it got to the point where I was like Man, fucking shit! I'm about to start reselling just so I can ha- make even more money and still be able to get the shit that I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I got into it. Like I was just, I started off like I would buy like used shoes and like restore them and flip those, and then I was, I started like getting my hands on different pairs, or whatever, and flipping them for more than I got them for. Like I would buy sh- some shit locally and then sell it online in like Facebook market groups uh, or like uh, eBay and shit like that. And so for a while, that was working out really well for me. And um, shit, like. I was making more money in high school reselling than I was after I graduated high school and I stopped reselling. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, maybe I should start doing this again. I, I, I do good for myself now, but um, now with reselling, it's, it's still like that, that same feeling where it's like, I mean, this shit sucks. I, sh- I feel like I got the money. I should just be able to buy the shoe, but it's, this is not that simple. I mean, people out there find the ways to like cop multiple pairs and, you know, make a living off of it. And it just, it just is what it is. I, I wish there was uh a way for nike to mitigate it even more than, than they do and not just nike but other brands as well but because it, it man it, it, it definitely hurts waking up at fucking 10 in the morning to try to get a sneaker and you got the money and you still can't have that bitch it's it's it, 
It, it definitely hit different in the worst way. Cause like, like I said, I work at Foot Locker, and at the time, you know what I'm saying we would get maybe we would get like the popular ones, but we wouldn't get the release every week because like we was just in a market where eh, we was in that like that mixture market where we not in the hood, we not in the suburbs, we ride dead smack in the middle. So we right. would get twelve pairs of whenever we did get a retro, and then we'd at the time like we'd get maybe one of every size. And mm-hmm. so a reseller would come in and look at the shoe and this nigga is analyzing the fuck out the shoe. And we're like, bro, we just got it off the truck. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. If you don't like it to your, he's like, I hate the material, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. And I understand it. But like, same reseller would not buy the shoe or have us look at the shoe. Just do all this the most. Nigga post on Instagram, whatever. He have five pairs of the shoes talking about selling for this. I'm like, how does this nigga? How? Right. <laughs> like this, the game is crazy, and I never have like, I, I want to be a sneakerhead, but it's definitely like a lifestyle. You have to commit to it. Like you can't. Yeah, it's like you either have to, you either gotta know people, or you gotta really hard commit to like all these for the apps and keep up with the shit, or you, you just gotta have the money. And mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough that I, I know a couple people. Like I, I can't just get whatever I want whenever I want it, but I know a couple people that can help me get something if there's something like I'm really trying to get. And I'm fortunate enough that like I, you know, I, I make enough to where if there's a sneaker that I really want, and you know, it's, it's going maybe. You know, for, for for a little decent price on resales, like there's a couple of shoes that like I definitely paid resale for, but this is something I really wanted, like uh like the Hyper Royal ones and, and the Mocha Jordan ones. Those are two sneakers that I missed out on when they released, but I really really wanted those, so I just ended up biting the bullet and buying those off StockX. And I can't afford to do that with every release, but if there's a shoe that I that I do miss out on, I, I feel like I really need to have it. I, I'm, I'm blessed enough that I can I can go grab it if, if I really need to. And like when I get in a position to where I could buy shoes again, like sneakers faithfully, I think I will. But it has to be at a time to where it makes sense. I can't go broke trying to buy sneakers. Which, nah, for sure. Uh, you got to make sure you have all your priorities and check before you. You know what I'm saying? Go blowing the bag on shoes. I feel it. And then actually, some shoes that we did end up getting, like once we started like expanding and selling more, was we ended up getting some foam posits. Those are actually surprisingly the most comfortable shoe I think I've ever tried. Yeah, on. foams. So they they're heavy. They kind of feel like bricks at first, but they do feel get like some bronze. They feel like yeah. some. But uh, the, well, the thing with foam posits though is that the the material actually like molds to your foot. So the more you wear the shoe, it like it actually changes to the shape of your foot to be more comfortable. That's kind of crazy. I think yeah. they were the Galaxy joints too. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, phones were definitely. I I had, I only ever owned two pair of phone posits, and it's definitely not a shoe that I wear anymore. It's just not my style. But back in high school, I had a couple pairs. I think the first pair I had was the cough drops, the black and red joint. Mm, those are tough. I think I saw the Carolina blue ones, and I was like, yeah, I want those. Like, yeah. <laughs> I might have to ask a nigga what size he wear if I see those. <laughs> those are nice. Uh. And I feel like it wouldn't be right to have you on a podcast. So like, I, I do want to keep it within two hours, but I, I got to get these questions off. I have Not to talk show. to you about music. I have to talk to you about music. Do you personally fuck with R&B or? Yeah, so honestly, like, as you might imagine, like the genre I listen to the most is like, you know, rap and stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of The Weeknd. The Weeknd to me is... I mean, like, I know this don't come as a hot take to some people, but I think The Weeknd is the greatest R&B artist of all time. That's just me. Uh, I, I love that man's music. And I say that as a huge Michael Jackson fan, but, and maybe it's just because, you know, Michael Jackson died when I was so young, and I definitely grew up on his music, but I listen to way more Weeknd than I do Mike. And I still listen to Mike on a regular basis, but, and obviously there would be no The Weeknd without Mike. I obviously understand that Mike came before him. That's The Weeknd's biggest influence, and obviously he takes a lot from him, but I just, I don't know. The, the Weeknd's music hits differently for me personally, but, um, 
but yeah, I, I, I definitely have my fair share of R&B that I do enjoy, but The Weeknd is, is my number one personally. So then how did you feel about his past album? I think it's great. The thing is, I definitely liked the darker, moodier music uh, that he was producing in, in, you know, a decade ago with like, you know, House of Balloons with Trilogy and all that. But um, I still like every album he's put out. I don't think The Weeknd has made a bad album. I will say that the more like poppy mainstream sound of like Starboy is, is definitely my least favorite. But I think every direction he's taken his music in has sounded good. Like I, I, he's never dropped an album. And I was like, what, what is this for me? Um, I think people too often try to uh, like put artists in a box and don't want them to experiment. And it, it's funny too. Cause like as an artist, I feel like it's really difficult to win. Cause you have one artist, like let's say the baby, right? Rapper mm-hmm. where they on a regular basis, make fun of him for always doing the same flow. It's like, Oh, he only got one flow. Every song sounds the same. Da 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 da. Right. But then if you have an artist, like, Kanye or The Weeknd, right? Who's constantly experimenting, constantly evolving, whatever. You always hear what? Oh, I miss the old Kanye. I miss the old Weeknd. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I wish they would make an album like this or that, this or that again. So it's like, it's so hard, I feel like, as an artist to constantly try to please people. And at the end of the day, you really just got to please yourself. And that goes with anything in life. Like, you, you got to make sure you, you make yourself happy more than anybody else. But it's like, I don't fault artists for experimenting or trying different things. Because for one, I, I usually like it. I, I really like when artists experiment and try to go outside the box. But, um, they, they they can't win for losing. It's like, well, if they just stay the same, then y'all gonna make fun of them for that too. So <laughs> what are they supposed to do? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I'd rather you make out good music. And I, that could be just a market thing too. Like, I feel like I've heard so much of the baby that uh, that's why people are so pissed at when he has the same flow. And then like with those artists, like Kanye and like The Weeknd, it never sounds like not Kanye or not Weeknd. Like, yeah. It always like eight oh eight and heartbreak still sound like Kanye. Like this new Kanye still sound like Kanye. Even like Donda like still sounds like Kanye West. It doesn't sound like oh this is some shit. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound like they're trying to be somebody else. It's like right. they're still being themselves. It's just a different version of themselves. Or like when Lil Wayne went rock. Like that was Lil Wayne's version of rock. Like it didn't seem I like I actually really like that album. Rebirth. It's that's not bad. Rebirth is like that's like a top five weight album for me. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's shit, not I, bad. I, I thought that shit was great. It's not that bad. I do agree. But okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know how you feel about this. Because actually, funny story that I still want to get back into, like with the Twitch trolls. I think uh, I want to talk about Twitch and YouTube. And I think <laughs> you were streaming, and I don't know if you were talking about an anime or manga. You were talking about something, and then somebody in the chat was like. Nah, bro, trust me, it's fire. And you're like, nigga, I don't know you, and I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it was the realest shit you ever said, but I was also like, damn. So, I don't remember the context of that at all, but that definitely sounds like some shit I would have said. I don't know you, so I definitely don't trust you. <laughs> it's just how quick you said it. You're just like, nigga, I don't know you, I don't trust you. I was like, damn. So, I, I know that, like, I trust me, take it with a grain of salt. I'll put it like that. But there's a dude named DeAndre, catch, fire song. Alan mm-hmm. Stone, Brown Eye Lover, Fire Song. They're the white dudes. You wouldn't expect it from their voice, but they be singing their ass off some R and B shit. I think you would fuck with it. Just right, sure. that uh, out there. It's it's uh it's on Spotify. Yes, sir. I bet. I'll look fire, into it. fire. Because you gonna be bobbing your head. I I don't, I, I have two mo two moods. Always. I'm either in my car singing some like R and B, singing some shit. Or mm-hmm. I'm singing, some, I'm rapping some real indicting shit, like some real, like yeah, nigga, kill it, yeah, nigga, pull the clip it's, on that nigga. Nah, for sure. <laughs> I, I definitely have different moods because I listen to a variety of music, and I, I listen to like a, in my opinion, like a, a wide variety of genres. And um, I could definitely go from like I don't know, singing my heart out to like 
so you mentioned 808s so like the first thing because of mine is like robocop by kanye mm-hmm. and then i'll start listening to i don't know misery business right by paramore and then it'll go to fucking i don't know some kid cuddy and then it'll jump over to like uh, a, a Asian artist, or like let's say a Japanese band, like the Pillows or Asian Kung Fu Generation, is like <laughs> I have some plays that are just like obviously more coherent, and then I have some that are just all over the place, just for for whatever. And I just like a little bit of everything in it, so I, I definitely feel it because I, I have such a wide variety of like random shit like in my playlist on Spotify. And like, bro, that's what makes it so bad is because I have like just one main default playlist to where I keep <laughs> updating. So, so everything is just all in, the, in one. Yes, bro. And then so I work at a restaurant, and at the restaurant we could like in the back could be listening to music. So I'm usually on Ox. So like, there's times where I have to make sure my shuffle is like correct because like I it right. could go from like some regular rap to some screamo rock, and they're like, nigga, what the fuck? What the hell? How did it change? <laughs> yo, you still on Ox be heard? And I just be like, oh, did, yo. Did, did, did this nigga just go from Kodak Black to all time low, nigga? What the fuck? <laughs> yo, what the fuck? The vibe is weird right now. <laughs> and that's how it usually be. I, I'm not going to lie, too. And then, like I said, I got some other artists, too, um, that I'll, you know, I'll send you the links after the pod. But um, I know I know you are a big Juice and XX Tentacion fan. Mm-hmm. Um do you ever was it weird so i kind of got to both i listened to juice world a little bit before he died i didn't really listen right. to x i listened to look at me i was like okay this is cool but i'm thinking like all right just a one-off type rapper type joint you know what i'm saying and then when i actually right. listened to his music i was no, so, i think a lot of people thought that but go on I, I was so blown away by like how he had different songs but at, in both their music even little, little peep i was listening to some little peep today even in all three of their musics, they talked about death so, like, religiously and, like, they know they're yeah. gonna die. It was weird. Like, can you talk about how that was being a fan but also listening to shit? Like, So, for me, the thing with listening to their music is that, um, one of the reasons why I enjoyed it so much is because it felt like it came from such a real place, you know? In X's music, he talked about suicide and death a lot because he, he had depression. Like, he, he was suicidal at one point. He talked about wanting to die, and those are deep and dark subjects and topics that um a, a lot of people are, are dealing with in in their real life and so they found some solace or something to relate to in that music and um you know obviously all, all three of those artists you know peep juice and x are all artists who unfortunately did depart us you know, way too soon and very on in their lives and i would say early on in the careers even though especially with juice and x it seemed like they were you know so big but um it's just When you when you hear it, like it, 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 how do I explain? It, I think part of what makes it so enjoyable is the fact that it feels like it comes from such a real place. But at that same time, it, it makes you like really sad because when you think about it, you're like, damn, like this is really some shit that like they're going through. And you know, at times there's certain things that they would talk about that touch on that like I could also relate to, which made me you know connect with the music more. Um, and it never. It always felt authentic, and I think that's a big thing. Because with Juice, you know, in his music, he talks a lot about his drug addiction and thinking that he's going to die soon, and you know how Percocets are going to be the death of him. And I mean, that's that's literally what ended up happening. So a lot of people talk about you know speaking that stuff into existence. I know when X passed away, Snoop, there was a clip of Snoop Dogg going around where he was talking about how I don't want to say he was saying that X brought it on himself, but he talked about you know you 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 bring that shit to life when you talk about it a lot in your music. But I think that that was a form of expression for them and that was a way of like you know talking about these issues that you can't always put into regular words and also trying to put something out into the universe that 
other kids could relate to or, or sympathize with or you know feel like they're not alone i think that was a really big thing i think artists like x juice and peep they wanted other people who were going through the same things that they were going through so that somebody else out there is dealing with the same thing and that they're not alone and they're not weird for going through it or they're not you know what i'm saying they're not some sort of there's, there's not that there's something wrong with them necessarily in that you know we all have our different struggles on different issues and that you know there's there's somebody else out there that is dealing with what they're dealing with and um it's just unfortunate that you know in that music the things that they would talk about like dying ended up coming to life but i mean that's just the, rea- the reality of the situation because i i feel like like I, i'm such a like a vibe and an energy type of person i know everybody says that shit but like Mm-hmm. It's it's to me it feels alarming when it's like oh I don't want to say you brought it upon yourself but it's like when you talk about death and you talk about these things it kind of like gives you that airy feeling of like where you generally if you're a normal fucking human being you want to be like yo you good like what's what's going on right. like if you're in the winter circle like so you have to be like what's me, going on I connect very emotionally with music and I feel like artists like x and juice and peep and I, I listened to quite a bit of peep before he passed away but i wasn't as big of a fan of him as i am with x and juice so if, if i neglect to say his name no disrespect to little peep but um i connected very emotionally with their music because it evoked that in me when i would listen to it like it is very dark and it is very eerie and it can be very saddening and depressing and like a lot of people they want to hear more upbeat more energetic music they want things that make them feel happier things that make them want to dance um and i enjoy that type of music as well but I feel like I've always leaned more towards some of the slower stuff or something that was a bit more somber and something that evoked more of a melancholic emotion in me. And I don't know, necessarily know why that is, but like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's music. You know, well, a lot of people, they say they, they want to feel something and music from artists like X and Juice have always just made me feel something. I mean, I obviously don't know you, but it's, to me, it comes off as like, maybe you're more of a thinker. Like, you like ponder on your thoughts possibly i mean i i definitely would say i am somebody who you know contemplates a lot especially when i'm listening to certain music because it, it it brings a lot of different thoughts into your head but i don't know if that's necessarily why i enjoyed it because there's i, I listen to my fair share of music like i was i well i don't want to say this one artist in particular because the controversy around them but like you know i, I could listen to uzi i could listen to I actually listen to a lot of uzi. uzi was in my top five on spotify right? and you know he's not the most lyrical rapper and a lot of it is, you know uzi talks touches oh, on what i'm saying is that like you know you don't compare somebody like uzi right to say somebody like kendrick but those are right. both artists that i enjoy and you know ad- admire a lot right so it's like i i can really appreciate and admire the music of a Jay-Z or a Kendrick Lamar, but I can also just, like, kind of turn up to, like, some Lil Uzi or to, I don't know, like, I'll throw in some Kodak or some young some young boy here and there. And, like, those aren't, like, some of my favorite artists, but, like, I, I, I could definitely vibe with it. Or, like, I don't know, of course, I've been listening to lately. Like, if I just open up my Spotify, like, cutting here, you got X as always. 504, I think 5 will be all his shit, boy. Oh, 5 will kind of, he's been mad consistent. He's been, he been, he been snapped a little. I was a big Pop Smoke fan. You know what I'm saying? Um... And then, I mean, yeah, I like Thug. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like Thug, Thug, Thug is genius. I don't care what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I think he's top five right now. For yeah, I, I, I think Thug is a genius. Or like Trippy Red. You know what I'm saying? There's definitely different like types of artists out there that don't all have to be super lyrical and profound in the content, even if they are capable of you know from time to time having some bars that make you go, "Whoa!" I didn't think he had that up his sleeve. You know what I'm saying? But those aren't the type of artists you're going to for that style of music. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't. I'm, you're not going to get to pimp a butterfly from trippy red. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and that's why, you know, you, you just have different moods and different playlists for that. At least that's why I have different moods and the different playlists. For that. Well, I also believe that everybody has a lane. And as long as people saying that, like Rick, Rick Ross fucking, um, 
why push a T? I, I, I was thinking yeah. Charlie Clips. I don't fucking, I don't know. <laughs> or Clips, whatever the fuck he went back in the day with grinding. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His brother, yeah. Like, they, everybody has a lane, and as long as you fill that lane, like, I wouldn't expect anything outside of that lane. And that's why I like rap music. Like, I have a friend that, like, they kind of listen to the, like, J. Cole's, the M&M's, and, like, they, like, you can kind of tell, like, what type of rap they like, which is fine, but I'm saying, like, rap is dope to the point where you could listen to to everything. Like, yeah, um, sure. I think there is an artist for everybody because there, there's so much uh, individuality and, like, so much variety within hip-hop. And I think more so now than ever, it's constantly evolving. Um, into something that is inclusive of more and more like subgenres within the genre, and you have so many different sounds in it that's like you might not think you like rap, but there's there's a rapper out there that you will enjoy. Which, because especially like when you have them conversation with them people, and you know what people I'm talking about, but when they be like, oh, all rap sounds like mumbling and stuff like that, I'm like, oh yeah, you clearly no, don't, you're not yeah, listening. No, I was like, you you definitely just aren't listening to the right music then, because like like I said, like Kendrick Lamar or J Cole, like they, they're not they're not mumble rappers. You know what I'm saying? And you know when they drop projects, they do hella numbers. So it's not you know they're 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 not like being outclassed by whatever quote unquote mumble rappers you're thinking of like. I mean, like, if we take, like, Future, like, I, I guess Future would be an example of, like, some of the, one of the artists that people will say, oh, he's just, he's like, this trash mumble rapper, which is not true, but yeah, regardless. Yeah, 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 but you know what I'm saying? But, you know, like, if, if Future drop an album and Kendrick drop an album, the Kendrick album is going to sell better than the Future album, right? And so you can appreciate both, and the quote-unquote real rap is definitely still out there. You just aren't looking for it. And again, oh, one thing too is like Future. I felt like he up there too. Like that nigga was. Oh yeah, I, I love Future. I love Future's music. Well, you know what's funny? I I feel like I, I said this before. Future is just hood Drake. Like Future is dark skinned Drake. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good comparison. That's actually not that bad. He like he Drake if he went on the down path. Like he started drinking you know codeine and got the crazy. Got some dreads. I think like. Yo, Future be talking that shit too. Oh yeah, he definitely do. Future's another artist though that we we definitely got to be careful with because. And, you know, thank the Lord, knock on wood, and nothing's happened up to this point. But she's just one of them artists who talks about, you know, addiction and drugs and everything and, like, not being sure if he's going to make it and dealing with all these girls and all this shit he's going through or whatever. And it's like, we just be listening. Like, I listen to a song like Cody and Crazy or, like, and I'm just like, yeah, Cody Crazy. I'm just like, ah, damn, this shit hit. But is you good, bro? What he said that shit? Or was it diamonds on diamonds on me dancing? He's like, yeah. I've been now. Like, I'm like, yo, future sound like he need a hug. He all right, somebody call future. Oh, yeah, like, oh, like it's, the, the, the shit is. I mean, it's, and it's it's real too. And I, I think a lot of times people overlook the lyrics. And you know what? I've always known people don't be listening to the lyrics a lot of times in music. Like, we gonna take this back to the weekend real quick. I always knew people didn't pay enough attention to the lyrics and music, but nothing blew my like nothing blew my mind more than when the weekend got like a teen's choice award for can't feel my face which is a song about cocaine addiction mind y'all i don't i don't know if we were all aware of that but that song's about being addicted to cocaine he can't feel his face because it's numb from the cocaine that he does every time he sees that girl he got a teen's choice award for that and then not only did he get a teen's choice award for a song about cocaine he then proceeded to 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 to, to make to write lyrics that went as follows i just want a new award from a teen show talk about a face number from a bag of blow like what? And then proceeded to say, and then proceeded to say, "God damn, bitch, I am not a teen choice." Like, oh, I just, and then comes just like, yeah, that shit hit. And they know, man. Like, bro, y'all ain't listen to a word he said because he got a pretty ass voice. It's like, yeah, this shit right. Like, bro, no, yeah, that, that that nigga weekend was saying some wild shit. I think it was like fucking. Tell your friends about it. We used to rob niggas from Jordans to get a, the bitches a nose fix. Like, I was yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, The Weeknd's lyrics are hella dark. And I, it, it's crazy to me that he's as big of an artist as he is based on his lyrical content. Because it's like, all he talks about is like drugs, 
like just uh, objectifying women as sexual like partners and just like all this other stuff and just like look i love his music so like i'm glad that he's as successful as he is but i'm just mind blown that he's as successful as he is considering the things he talks about yeah, he 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 been finessing the game for a good while. Well, he, he sound like Michael Jackson says, so "Let that shit ride." It's like, oh my god, his voice is so pretty. I mean, that's the thing too. With like music It's like, regardless of the the genre, we all talking about the same shit, and that's why I hate when rap gets glorified or not glorified, but like this magnifying glass on it. Like, oh, it's so bad for the community. It rots the brains and stuff like that. Everybody talking about the same shit. Everybody depressed. Saying, like, Everybody uh, going you niggas, crazy. You niggas like rock and roll. They be talking about depression and drugs and and, and killing people too. I'm like, okay, same shit. Country, country talk about the dudes talk about cheating on their wife and <laughs> like committing murder and burying the body out back and especially got, in the tractor and shit like yeah, that. got the got the 12 gauge shoddy and all this like, are we talking about similar shit i don't know talk about rap as the one that's bad for the community that's that's, that's bullshit and uh, you know it's funny too because like i live in predominantly white state I, I, country could be great i'm pretty sure there's some fire-ass country songs I, it's one of those things i don't want to find out i like i i'm so serious like i'm sure <laughs> I, I like a couple country songs but i just don't care to listen for it i don't want to try it no nah, for sure and there's, but there's definitely a difference between like like you are being like, yeah, I just don't really care to listen to country. Just be like, oh, country music is just trash. Like, no, nah, there's probably some songs out there that I would like. I'm just I don't feel like exploring the genre, but I feel like with rap in particular, it's always one of those things where people are like, oh, rap is garbage or all rap sounds the same. And it's like that's just not true. You just being ignorant. Mm-hmm. And then they listen to the one white rapper that just fucking oh, yeah, raps yeah, real and fast. And they're like, oh my god, this is my real rap. Yeah, it's all right, bro. How many niggas listen to Macklemore now? Come on, now, like, what we talking about? Where the fuck did Macklemore go? That nigga disappeared. He got a Grammy. He said, "I, I'm out." All right, I think he, easy. I think he released a song recently. I feel like I feel like he had a single. I, man, I wouldn't know. I'm not definitely have been keeping in touch with that man' career. I just <laughs> I just remember him winning that that award over Kendrick, and I just I ain't heard from him since. I don't know if you have friends like this, but like when he was out, that was like around my time in high school. Mm-hmm. And like niggas would try to show me like, oh yeah, I like I know what's hip, and I'd be like, nah, this ain't it. This is like okay, yeah. it's gonna be catchy, but y- y'all can keep that shit over there. Actually, man, oh speaking of white rapper, I miss Mac Miller, man. Man, R.I.P. Mac is definitely one of another soul that we just lost too early, and again, like another artist who talked about you know his his drug abuse and addiction in his music, and unfortunately, it actually became something that uh took his life away, and you really do hate to see it because he was another young talent that. It wasn't quite as young as like a, a Juice or X, but I mean, Mac Miller, he was, he was only like 26, 27, I believe when he passed. He was still fairly young and it's just losing, losing too many artists, losing too many artists to, to, to drugs and violence that we really don't need to be losing. But And what's crazy what too is. is like, I loved every stage of Mac Miller. I don't think there was a bad stage. Like I almost felt like he was progressing to get better. Like, yeah, no, I definitely feel you. I don't think Mac ever dropped a project. Where I was like, nah, this, this is just, this just ain't it. So then how do you feel about that? Like some of the artists that we named, you know what I'm saying? Like if like them releasing music after their death, it's probably music they already worked on or just like the throwaways or some shit like that. So I don't have an issue uh, inherently with labels or family releasing the music of an artist uh, after their death. What I have an issue with is when it's a very clear cash grab where they finesse us and 
try to slap some shit together with unfinished and unreleased music that wasn't meant to be heard. So, for example, right, let, let's take um, Juice's last album, Demons, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, we will never know for sure if that's how he envisioned the album to be, if he would have wanted that or whatever, right? So it's, it's, it's a very gray area. But what you can say about it is that those are all very clearly finished tracks that weren't just like some random shit where they slapped on some features that he never would have wanted or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? And there's, there's, those are songs that like, you know, were recorded with intent of being heard at some point or, or seemingly with intent, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have other shit like X's last album, Skins. Was that the last one that they dropped? I think it was. I believe um, so. Oh, and- X has been like, million billions of listens every year still after his death it's crazy yeah yeah or not not skins i'm sorry bad vibes forever that's the one that came later because skins i still kind of enjoy it but bad vibes forever is very clearly an album where they were like okay x has these like half finished songs that weren't mixed or weren't mastered some of them even something might have been recorded on like his phone or something like they might have just been videos that they ended up trying to clean up as as, as they could and they slapped features on it that he probably never would have would have done or wouldn't have asked for or weren't supposed to be playing like let's even take the song like i changed her life right like rick ross i'm not gonna lie i like the song it's catchy but i i highly doubt x plan for that that song to have rick ross on it you know what i'm saying like i just don't think that was in the plans i just i just really find that hard to believe you know what i mean i just i feel like they just really disrespected him with um some of the shit that he still had because there's a difference between like x having some unfinished songs that they find a way to finish and juice having just like a bunch of unreleased music that was already finished and then there's like all right we're gonna put this out so the fans can hear it because i definitely felt away with pop smoke i felt like that last album was kind of a cash grab so yeah they really should have put out that one the one before i was like oh shit this is something that he was definitely working on it was close to being finished they cleaned it up you know 50 executive producer whatever and like he, he did a good job with bringing all that shit together it was great i liked it the the, the it was uh shoot for the moon aim for the stars something like that something along those lines right all right and then the album that came after it, I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, oh, it, am I bugging? Because there was, where was, oh, Faith, there it is. Yeah. I, I had to look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, Faith was, that was a cash grab. That was them trying to continue off the legacy he left behind. And I'm like, oh, you know, we, we, we got some shit here that's like kind of, kind of, we can, we can work with, we, we can make, we can make something out of nothing. And it just really, it, 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 wasn't, it. it wasn't it. And I was a big pop fan. It's funny because, I was talking about these yesterday with, uh, with the homie Omega because we were talking about music on his stream. And, uh, you know, Pop died, I want to say, in January. Uh, but prior to that, like a few months earlier in September was TwitchCon uh, in 2019. And that, like, Pop was my, my soundtrack for, for TwitchCon. I, I was turned up, like, the whole <laughs> TwitchCon, the Pop Smoke. And then he passed away, and I was like, That's, this is unreal. Yeah, that's, I, like... My favorite artist is Kendrick, and that day, God forbid, obviously knock on wood, that's gonna be a hard day. Like shit, like that. I can't imagine how some of these people yeah, are impacted by losing some of their favorite artists. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to think about any one of my favorite artists passing away because so many of them already have. Especially Nipsey Hussle. Ah, goddamn. Yeah, long live Nip. I hate to see it. I hate to see it. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely gonna send you some links out of the podcast with some music. Best believe for sure. For sure. Because uh, I feel like that's the type of friendship I want now. Like, don't even text me. Just send me some music. I'm going to peep that. <laughs> Cause hey, I'll, for sure, for sure. Uh, you put me on and I'll send you some shit too. Say less, say less. But I want to talk about photography. Um, Were you a landscape photographer or were you super, like model-based photography? Nah, I was definitely just a freelance photographer. It started off as just a hobby that I was doing for fun. And then I would just take pictures of myself or like my sneakers and shit. And then eventually I started getting, you know, kind of nice with it. And I put some stuff out. 
people were like hey yo how much do you charge and i was like oh ch- ch- charge you want to you want to pay me oh shit this news to me uh, uh shit yeah we, we, we could run that and i would just take pictures of like my friends or i started doing like uh, people's prom photos or like their their homecoming photos and then like uh graduation pictures and things of that nature and it just started expanding more and more into this other people just seeing my work or hearing about it and be like hey yo how much you charge so uh yeah it, it, just, it just worked out because it, it wasn't my when i got into it it wasn't my goal or my dream to be a photographer it just kind of was something i started doing for fun and it worked out that way hmm. i was gonna say what kind of camera do you use so currently for my photos i use a nikon d750 i own a few cameras now but the the the, the d750 is like the the one i use for for pictures and i use a um the, the mirrorless the uh the z62 for my stream and my youtube hmm. hey, you always like the nikon products or because i feel yeah, like it's yeah. always sony or the other one i feel like i'm drawing a blank uh canon canon yep yeah yeah so i've, I've had a couple of canon cameras and they're 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 definitely good in their own right but i just always prefer nikon what i will say when it comes to nikon and canon i feel like canon has really nice camera bodies but their mm-hmm. lower end lenses aren't as good as Nikon's lower end lenses. And when I first got into it, I was I had to get the lower end stuff because I, I couldn't afford the nicer shit. So for me, I just stuck with Nikon. So like I went from like a Nikon D3100 to like a D7000. I had like a Canon T3i and I think one other Canon camera. And then I had a um the uh, the Nikon D7000. Uh, and I have my D750 and I have the Z62. So I, I got a few cameras now, like a bunch of lenses. But uh, I've pretty much always been in the Nikon camp. Yeah, I definitely want to. I, I, it's a world I don't know. I, you know, I do have some friends that do photography, like quite a few. I, mm-hmm. I just want to dabble into it because I definitely want to get like for my other podcast. Like, I want to get a definitive camera so where we could just use that and that be the go-to camera. I don't know which one to shoot with because everybody got their recommendations. Also, I'm trying to like mainly shoot a podcast with it, so like mm-hmm. I needed one that could actually shoot for a long period of time. And yeah, right. the camera game is kind of crazy. Um, yeah man there's, there's there's a lot of options out there and a lot of them get pretty expensive so i feel you which i why i'm never mad at like a photographer like charging i feel like you should especially if yeah, you spend... people don't really take that into account because like not only are you paying for the service the skills like hey this equipment wasn't cheap y'all <laughs> <laughs> that shit break like, like, my whole career like, over like no like real shit like like no flex the the fucking camera I use on my stream, that bitch is two bands. Like, shit went cheap. Or like my D750, that was 1200 when I got it. Like, the, 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 the technology don't come cheap. Nigga, I seen, I was looking at Sony cameras, because somebody's telling me, like, they was recommending Sony. And like, it was one of my friends, so like, you know what I'm saying, if I have a complaint, or I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I can always go to them. That's how I kind of like, kind of structure how I buy or look at certain things. Because like, if I know someone I could talk to about it versus trying to talk to customer service, which you'll never get. But, you know, that's how I've always looked at things. And mm-hmm. bro, I looked at the body. The body was like six seven. I was like, ugh, six, seven hundred. Okay, hey, it's doable. I looked at lenses, bro. That shit was like nine. I almost threw up. I was like, oh my God, cameras are expensive. What the fuck? Yeah. That shit was depressing. Do you have any plans in the future for photography or just kind of you'll do it whenever you want? Um, so it's, it's kind of just back to being a hobby that I do for fun on the side. Uh, right now, I'm just mainly focused on like my content uh, with you know with Twitch and YouTube. So it, it's one of those things where I'm not really doing it for money anymore. It's just uh, you know I, I just do it for fun whenever I make time for it. Um, but who knows? Maybe somewhere down the line, it'll it'll be something that I pursue more seriously again. I could definitely see you in like a lane to where like if you say like did photography for shoes or something like that or maybe like a thrasher commercial or some shit like mm-hmm. a magazine that's that shit would be kind of fire i've always thought like skating like videos and pictures were always like the dopest type of stuff 
and magazines yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Skateboard photography is, is raw. That shit. Um yeah, that shit is dope. I definitely want to touch bases on some anime, and I only got a few more questions. I know I always said we go do two hours, but I didn't expect us to go along tangents like we did, so I do apologize <laughs> for that. But nah, for uh, sure. shout out to you. You definitely put me on Fooly Cooly. I didn't really fuck with the other two seasons as much, but the first season, season, was, the, season was the best season anyway. It's all that, good. It's all that, good. That shit is goaded. And then it was weird because, like, you know how, like, you'll always, like, I. So, we're gonna get into this in a little bit I grew up a One Piece and Dragon Ball fan so I didn't really watch Naruto but I would always hear this music and the reference and the, the themes and then when I finally went and watched Naruto it was weird so when I actually went and watched Fully Cooly and all, all the quotes that's in your stream and shit like that I'm like oh shit okay hey, that's where the song comes from the intro the outro the, the never knows best to swing the bat yeah all that yeah Fully Cooly is definitely goaded that shit is fuego um are, is there anything you're watching now uh, right now I'm keeping up with Demon Slayer which is surprising because I usually never manage to keep up with stuff week to week but I'm up to date with Demon Slayer um, I started watching Komi Can't Communicate which is like this really cute series about this girl who's like uh, she's just really really shy she has a hard time talking to people it's just fucking adorable and uh, it do look wholesome as fuck that's on huh? Netflix right I said it do look wholesome as fuck that's on Netflix yeah, it, right? it, it, it's super sweet it's super wholesome it's on Netflix um I was watching Vinland Saga, but I fell off. I never finished it. Damn. And it's, it's, it's great, though. I just got to get back to it. And I think that's, like, the main shit I'm watching. Right now. I don't think there's anything. But that yeah. one show that's on Netflix, that's in sub, right? I think only. Yeah. See, I, well, I, I don't know if, it's, if it has a dub, but I, I've been watching it. And so, see, I like I've never really been a, one of those ones that can't watch both. Like I, I like some shit. I can't watch Demon Slayer dub. I think the Demon Slayer dub is bad, but like I can watch both sub and dub. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm older. Nigga, like nigga be tired. <laughs> I'm not trying to read <laughs> at night. So that shit got a sub. I got to watch it when I'm awake and I'm focused because I'll fall asleep and then I'll don't know what's going on so that's that's my only gripe with some shows now like i do want to watch demon slayer i do want to watch my hero because i didn't watch this past season and like i want to mm-hmm. watch a certain bunch of shit but like it'd be sad and i'm like Fuck, i'm too tired to watch all this shit nah, i don't blame you for me personally i've never been somebody who cares very much about whether i watch it in sub or dub it's usually just about whichever i come across first um obviously growing up like watching anime on tsunami and shit it was it was in english so i, I discovered anime in english but when I got into anime and I started looking it up online, I would find Japanese dubs, but you know, it would have subtitles. I'm like, Oh, I don't speak Japanese, but I can read English or whatever. So when I started watching, like, you know, when, when I, when I, let's say Naruto, when I got really into Naruto, right, they was on the tuning exams, like on Toonami, I'm like, Oh, this shit is lit. I look up Naruto stuff online. I'm like, Oh shit. Like I'm starting to see, you know, way down the line. I'm watching Naruto for Sasuke in Japanese. I'm like, Oh, this shit is lit. And I start watching all this other anime in Japanese. And so for me is like, I grew up with both. I discovered English first, obviously, but I've always been somebody who's watched both, and it's usually just about whatever I could find. And then these days, like if you're watching a brand new series, it's going to be in Japanese before it's in English. So I typically watch it Japanese, but I, I never really had like a, a preference between the two for most series. There's a, there's a few out there I'm like I have to listen to this one in English or this one in Japanese, but it's they're usually both solid. And that's how I kind of felt too, like because um, <clears throat> at first when I like kind of same situation tsunami watching like all the shows, blah, blah, blah. And then I would watch the dub before I'd watch the sub because I'm trying to actually listen to what they're saying and, like, hear the names and how they're pronouncing and all that shit. And li- listen to the world. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, you don't really catch things when you're just reading it. Mm-hmm. And so when I first started watching sub, I tried to watch it without the sound because I'm like, oh, this ain't my native language. Like, I don't, I'm just hearing shit, but I'm not really hearing things as attentive to what I'm trying to watch. 
And so I started watching it with no sound. I was like, oh, yeah, that shit's weird. So I was like, fuck it. I started watching sub, and I got used to it. And some, yeah, like you said, some things I just prefer in sub, and then some things I prefer in dub. Um, right, right. Only thing with it is just like, I, like, I do you enjoy the content? And I feel like some people take shit too fucking serious to where they like diehards or like if the author goes yeah, this way yeah, and yeah. this character dies now you mad it's like nigga you wasn't you were supposed to enjoy the shit anyway <laughs> yeah nah the, the people like sending like death threats and shit over like anime and manga is like is so wild to me it's, it's never that serious it's never not and then like also like trying to put homies on and like seeing the world angle i like like I said, I'm a One Piece fan. You know what I'm saying? So I do support you. I do support Omega. And y'all, y'all niggas be cutting deep. Y'all niggas be cutting deep. <laughs> as, as, as a lurker, as a lurker in both y'all chats, y'all niggas can cut deep. That should be fucking me up. And then actually, this is why I want to talk about your chat. I be hating your chat too, because your chat, there'd be a, literally a One Piece command. And the one random nigga, <laughs> some Joe Schmo ass nigga, I ain't never seen their name in the chat, be like, yo, Lotus, you fuck with One Piece? And then, like, niggas in the uh, chat will put X murders One Piece, or like, they'll add this nigga, be like, nah, he don't fuck with One Piece like that. He watched it, but he don't like it. Which I'm like, cool, he don't like it, he don't like it. But it's like, for some reason, if it don't come from your mouth, niggas is like, nah, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't see what I said. I need to hear it from him. And then you right, right. you'll see it, and be like, nigga, I don't, One Piece ass, this, that, and the third, Omega will go in. I was just like, ah, damn. Like, yo, shut the fuck up, nigga. I be trying to let chat handle it for me, but it's like, nah, they want to hear it come out the stream. I'm like, here we go. You're not going to like what you're about to hear. <laughs> that should be frustrating as fuck. I mean, there was one tweet or like, I, like I said, I, I just be in the car. I be chilling. I be indifferent. I ain't never really get triggered. Omega got me good. I think he tweeted something <laughs> where I was like, I, I slightly fuck. I look at fresh. I look at shit like relationships out of a hundred. And like Omega definitely ninety nine. I would love to interview him, talk to him because he's a funny dude. But he definitely ninety nine. This nigga tweeted. He's like, yo, hundred likes, and I'll take a shit on the floor or some shit like that. And then like the next <laughs> tweet is like a one piece manga cover on the floor. I was sitting there like, wow. <laughs> I was like, I should have followed that nigga. I was like, wow. Omega's, Omega's definitely worse to me when it comes to that shit, but it's, it's so funny. And it's like, it I don't really have a big problem with One Piece. It's just like a lot of the One Piece fans that I've interacted with have, there's, 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 there's something different, man. So it was like, all right, bro, if y'all gonna keep testing me on this shit and keep bothering me about One Piece, I'm just gonna start talking shit about it so y'all leave me alone. I, and I mean, like, I, me personally, I feel like I'm not going to say it does fights well. I'm not going to say the pacing's great. But I feel like everything else, it does well. And if you don't like the art, I can't argue that. Like, I, I get it. It does look goofy. But I feel like it does everything well. But I'm also not the fan that's like, oh, One Piece is the greatest thing ever. But then niggas try to put me on to, like, Bleach or Naruto or Black Clover or just whatever the fuck anime. I'm right. like, all right. I, you know what I'm saying? My life kind of crazy and hectic. But I'm going to eventually watch that anime. I'm not going to sit here and say One Piece is the best without checking out Naruto, Dragon Ball, or something like that. There's some niggas that be like, oh, yeah, One Piece is the greatest anime ever. Oh, what else you watch? Uh, uh, Dragon Ball, uh, some of Naruto, Black Clover. And like, nigga, you only watch four shows. You ain't even watch nothing. Shut your ass. <laughs> like, I hate them niggas. Nah, that's, that's real shit. There's definitely a lot of people who like their end all be all is just like that one series is like well how many of the shit have you watched uh yeah like like one or two like well, nigga, what do you mean <laughs> like you ain't watched that of course it's gonna be the best and uh that, that shit that should be frustrating what about uh mangas now i will say i'm gonna check out twin star exodus i ain't made no time for it though but hey, I'm, you, I'm you gonna get to that when you get to that and you're gonna love yourself for it that shit is great i'll i'll, I'll give credit when i when i read that shit but i just ain't get to it yet 
But what uh, what about mangas? Are you reading anything? Uh, right now I'm actually not. I started reading Horror Mia because I watched the anime and I really liked it a lot. Um, but I, just, I haven't manga is something different that I haven't been making a lot of time to uh to really indulge in lately. Like I still collect it, but I still have a bunch of series that I need to finish reading. Like for so. Sailor Moon is a series that I love a lot that I to this day haven't finished reading the entire manga and I still want to do that. Horror Mia is a series that's a little rom-com series that I like a lot that I haven't finished reading. Uh, I bought the entire collection of Soul Eater and I still haven't read that either. Um, and then what else lately? Oh, actually, the last, you know, the last manga I actually read, the last manga I actually read was, was Demon Slayer because I no never shit. finished it. So I started reading Demon Slayer, you know, a couple years ago, whatever. And I got like, I don't know, 70, 80 chapters in however long. And I just, I never really kept up with it. Like I just, I just fell off and didn't keep up with the chapters. And then with the anime coming back out and with the, the game coming out, with the, when the Demon Slayer game was announced, it was finally released. And I sat down, like read the entire manga. And I was actually the last year's I think I read. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed the manga. Uh, art yeah, kind of was off-putting, but like reading it, I enjoyed it for what yeah, it was. The, the, art, the art is definitely not the best, but it has its moments. But the anime is definitely something. It's one of those few series. Because I, 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 with a lot of series, I'm definitely a guy that's like, oh, the manga is usually better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are certain exceptions where I feel like the anime just takes the material and just elevates to a whole other level, you know, with the animation and the music and everything. And um, Demon Slayer is definitely one of those series where I think the anime is actually better than the manga. I think I always kind of like I don't know I was I, I was kind of that friend that was like oh I like manga and I was trying to put friends onto manga mm-hmm. just because it's like I like keeping up to weekly where you like you don't know where this nigga could go he could just kill everybody next week you like you don't know what he's gonna do where like anime you kind of always knew like where it would go because like the season would always play the same intro and stuff like that so it was like there was just like the capabilities and then right. I like once I started reading like One Piece and stuff like that like I've realized how far ahead they were I'm like oh shit they're far as hell I want to catch up Da-da-da. and so but anime be making shit, scenes hit different and the quality of it and just uh, the visually yeah, make for it sure, better for sure. um, I think the last manga I was reading I was reading Fire Force I enjoyed that thoroughly I like Fire Force a lot I'm really behind on it but I was really enjoying it when I was reading it no cap bro be honest with you this might be a hot take to some of the viewers but I think it's the best new gen I I generally do. From what I read, I haven't read it in a while. But <laughs> for me, that's for me that's Twin Star Exorcist. But you know, okay, I ain't reading it. I I can't say none. I ain't, you got it. I ain't, I ain't reading it. Yeah, no. So so Twin Star, it started. So Twin Star and My Hero started around the same time. One of them came the year after each other. But in in the states, the English volumes came out around the same time. I remember going to Books a Million. I don't remember why I went there that day, but I remember that day I saw Twin Star and My Hero on the shelf, and I bought both volume ones for him. Right. I came home, I read them, so I flipped through them. I'd already knew, I already knew about My Hero. Twin Star, I hadn't heard of. But My Hero Academia, I didn't go in there that day to buy it, but I'd already heard about it. So I remember hearing, it was like, there's this new series in Japan, it's blowing up, da-da-da-da, it's like out, it's outranking One Piece and some of the weekly rankings and shit, and uh, whatever, whatever. So I heard about it, I was like, all right, bet, I'll pick it up, I flipped through it, it looked cool. Twin Star Exorcist was a series I just saw on the shelf I had never heard of, but the name sounded cool as fuck. Twin Star Exorcist, that shit sound dope. Right, so I, I flipped through it. The art looks raw as fuck. I'm like, damn, this shit look fire. The cover was dope as fuck. I was like, fuck it, I'm buying it. Came home, read them both. I read my hero first. I'm like, damn, this shit is pretty good. All right, cool, for sure. I'm gonna keep up with it. I read Twin Star. I was like, oh shit, this shit is gas. And it's, I've, I've always liked it more than my hero, and I, I've always wished it was as popular as my hero was. But you know. Hey, it, it is what it is. My Hero has a way better anime than Twin Star did, so there's, there's also that. But I, I, I definitely like the Twin Star manga more. I, I do think it is like still the best like ongoing series right now. 
and I think as far as like mainstream like shonen shit. And I think you had the same problem as me. Like I I came around to Deku, but I mm-hmm. definitely was one of those people at first that like I don't I don't like the character to do the shit that I'm like to not do the shit I wouldn't do. Like in my head, if I'm a fucking superhero and I'm trying to be the greatest ever, I ain't gonna be a bitch about it. I'm a, I'm gonna be scared, but I'm gonna still do the shit. Like I hate it when characters was always like, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm scared. I'm crying. And then I'm like, nigga, I could do that, bitch. <laughs> like nigga, I could do that. Like I could take your spot right now. Like don't you can't be no shooter if you scared. Like you can't protect me if you scared of me. Like nigga, like go do that nah, shit. So, so that, that's what was like my problem with uh, Deku. But luckily, when I got hit to it i think i started i want to say after season two ended so i was able to watch some of the progression it wasn't like the week to week where i see this nigga be a little scared sissy ho and i'm just like ah oh, this nigga and like also i like i was able to like like the characters which some some things you gotta let breathe because i don't know even mm-hmm. though i know you don't really fuck with tokyo revenge it's a good read though it's it's a good read i don't even fuck so with the, 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 the thing about tokyo revenge is that like every character in that series is dope as fuck except the main character like takamichi for me is literally the worst character i've ever seen ever <laughs> like i i i hate him so much i call him takamichi but <laughs> i i really i really hate him but the thing is, like, Mikey, uh, fucking Draken, like, Baji, everybody else is so dope. But, like, Takamichi just ruins it for me. And, I mean, I don't expect him to be the shooter, but I expect him to do a little bit better. Like, this man over here talking no juice getting his ass beat. Like, come on, man. Like, do something. But, no, nah, he got he got better. If you, I don't know how far you read or, like, if you I, I never read it. I just, I just uh, watched the anime. Yeah, if you read it, he gets better. He actually steps up, and I'm like, he starts to get proud of the nigga. You're like, all right, nigga, you ain't, you ain't that bad. Man, I, I, mean, I don't know, man. He he seemed like he didn't have ample opportunity to to step up to the plate. He just always fall face oh, first I on mean, it. But I you mean, know, we, we, we gonna see. I mean, if we gonna touch bases, he's definitely like a Russell Westbrook. Like his his plus and minus is oh, definitely man. like. Don't talk don't talk to me about Russell Westbrook. Like, My Lakers is down so uh, bad right oh, now. Which was you know you see how I brought the segue in when I asked it like what's, oh, what's up with them, right? Man, I don't even, bro. I ain't even gonna hold you. I stopped watching basketball. Like I ain't watched basketball in a couple months now. I at the start of the season, I was watching every game. Every I was watching every bull game every hornets game every lakers game that was like the three teams i was keeping in touch with the most because like watching Lamelo is, is is fucking great like that that kid's a star lakers is my team and the bulls have just been the most fun team to watch this season overall and like sometimes i watch grizzlies because like i fuck with john Morant heavy but um i i don't know what it is bro like the lakers they just can't get it together like ad's always injured we got west brick just throwing up whatever shot like i fucking lebron putting the team on his back when he can but you know he don't always show up to play and then i just but he also old too. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, I don't know. And like, you know, Melo be having games where he be snapping, he draining threes, but it's like, it's, 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 that's not enough. You know what I mean? Like, because he ain't gonna play no defense. So, yeah, Melo gonna be in the corner like a prostitute and just hit threes. Yeah, so, and I think I think right now Carmelo is, is is injured. So like, I don't. Yeah, I think he just he, pulled his hamstring last night. Um, yeah, so. Do you do you have YouTube TV? Uh, no, I do not. So YouTube TV got the NBA League Pass on now. I did not know that. I didn't either until I tried the trial, and it was like, well, we got leaked. I was like, oh, say less. So, oh, so how do you get YouTube TV? This is news to me. Uh, If you have a smart TV, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, you just download the... You, you could honestly, on YouTube, go to the YouTube TV and then download the app, and then it's a seamless transition. Oh, shit. You might have just put me on. This is news to me. Yeah. I have to, I'm going to have to check that out. That's what I'm saying. I think first three months is like $50. It looks pricey, but, like, you get the NBA League Pass. Like, I was like, I'll take it. Like, that's... To me, that was dope. And, yeah, I don't... 
so I watched the video of Legend of Wood winning. Uh, I think it was his other channel, Foot on the Line. And he was doing a statistical breakdown of like why the Lakers are bad or like what they need to do. And I think he was trying to allude to trading with Westbrook. But at the same time, like their starting lineup, like from day one, has only been on the floor for 71 minutes. And, you know, it's like 48 minutes in a basketball game. Like, of course, they're going to have these trial tribulations when niggas is getting COVID, niggas is getting hurt. And your best, technically your best lineup, the lineup you put out at the very beginning of the season has only played 71 minutes and we're already in February. Like, that's not, yeah, they, they need a lot of help. And I'm a Celtics fan. Well, I feel like we need a lot of help. I feel like we need a third piece because if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can't do nothing, yeah, if, if, they, if they don't show, if they don't show up, then y'all kind of just fall apart, huh? Yeah, we so do, and we are, bro. Like we, we some mid in the East, which is scary. I mean, I, like I think the Bulls being good is good for basketball. I think, and you know, I don't like them. I think the Knicks being good that's good for basketball too. Um, but personally, like I kind of like players outside of my Celtics. And I, I, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, I've been liking watching Jaw play. Jaw is playing out his yeah. No, Jaw is one of my favorite players in the league right now. I, I think like out of his class, he's easily my favorite. Bro, I'm so tempted to buy a. F- I don't like. I like wearing jerseys, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I think I don't even wear jerseys. But I kind of want a John Moran jersey, the, the Lamelo Ball jersey. On, I'm not the, gonna lie. The Vancouver joint, the Vancouver Grizzlies Jaw jersey. That shit would go crazy. That's what I want. Yeah, that shit clean. Yeah, but um. Last question for you. Is there any advice you could give to someone for that wants to do YouTube, Twitch streaming? I know you always kind of touch bases on it, but anything? Yeah, so this is definitely a question that I get a lot. And there, there's so many different things that go into content creation. There's so many different pieces of advice I feel like I have to offer. But at the end of the day, I always feel like the number one most important thing is to try to have as much fun with it as possible. Because the thing is, there's so many different things to learn when it comes to Twitch, when it comes to YouTube. And there's so much success to be had, but if you're not having fun with it, you're not going to achieve any of that. Because a lot of people, they get into Twitch or YouTube thinking they're going to be this big overnight success, that they're going to blow up, or if they just get this one big shout out, or like they, they just get like this, this, this one big collaboration, or if, 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 they, if they can just do this or do that, then, you know, things will blow up and they're going to make all this money and they're going to get like all this cloud or whatever. But those are all things that will come to you naturally with time. And you have to put in the work, the effort, but not focus too much on necessarily the number side of things in my opinion and just try to have fun because if you're enjoying what you're doing and that that passion will show and you'll end up uh accomplishing things just out of just just out of passion right because like i didn't get to where i am with what i'm doing by being like oh if i could just get this collaboration with like let's say afro or rhymestar right because you know, those, those are my two big homies but like but what I'm just saying is like it, it would use myself an example like I didn't get to this hundred thousand subscribers because I got a big shout out from Rhymestar I got a big shout out from Afro I know some people think that it, it, it might have helped me get started but I mean shit I, when I first the, the, re, the reason why I even, ever even met those guys wasn't because you know, I went looking for a handout or looking for collaboration or was trying to work with them it was because they just thought I was a cool dude. Like they just saw me in their comments, just even just genuine heartfelt comments and just enjoying the content or whatever. And then, you know, they'd see me around on Twitter and then eventually, you know, I, I got the chance to talk to him at one point and then he just, he just wanted to work on a video with me. Like he reached out to me and wanted to work on a video with me. And, you know, it was, I was just having fun doing my own thing. He, he just saw a kid that was having fun and he was like, oh, this, this is kind of cool. I want to work with him. And it's just opportunities like that present themselves when you're just being genuine and passionate and just, 
just being just being who you are and just having fun with what you're doing and like i said success will come with that like if, if you're putting in the work and you're having fun people will see it and if the content is dope then they'll fuck with it and so if you focus too much on like oh i, I only got this many followers this day or i only have this many people watching my stream or i'm only getting this many subscribers this many views it's like you you can very easily discourage yourself and if you're having fun and you're just doing that shit because you want to anyway then it'll work out and that's like that's like my model that's my my outlook on life is it'll work out if you, if you just believe it, it'll work out and i think uh ludwig had a great point and he was talking about streaming in a youtube video um he was basically like kind of how you said like yeah you like you can collab with afro and you can collab with rhyme style and they could give your channel a shout out and have the whole link and they could put that shit in the video and you might get say 5,000 clicks, but if you don't have 5,000 clicks worth of content to where they deem it as valuable, they're not going to subscribe. Right. Like, that might give and you 5,000 views, I, but they ain't gonna I, do nothing. I, I kind of also want to like clear the air of the, of the smoke and like the illusion that like, that that even makes that big of a difference in the first place. Because like, what you're saying is, first of all, facts, but also like, I when, the first time I ever made a video of Rhyme Style, I had like a thousand subscribers. You know, I had just barely gotten my, my feet wet with, with YouTube. And um, he had several thousand. I don't remember the exact number, but he had, you know, he's got over a million now. He had thousands upon thousands at the time. I gained like 100 subscribers, maybe maybe 200 subscribers off that collaboration, which at the time for me was a lot. That's like a fifth of what I already had. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh shit, right? But it wasn't like, oh, I, worked, I, I did a video with Rhyme Style. He got 200,000 subscribers. So I gained like 2,000 more overnight or something like, nah, it didn't work out that way. And like, even with Afro and Rhyme now, like we sometimes we still work together like since afro has had over a million subscribers we have definitely done videos together right mm -hmm. and when i when i do videos with, with afro i might get an extra hundred that day which is which is dope but you don't i'm, I'm not gaining hundreds of thousands off of working with a big youtuber it, it doesn't really work that way there are very few creators out there who you rubbing elbows with them turns into their fan base becoming your fan base because for one like you said you got to have the content they got to actually fuck with you like there you have some people who are like will just blindly follow just because like oh so and so told me to but if 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 you're not if you're not having fun with what you're doing and enjoy and putting out dope shit then why is anybody else going to think you'd be putting out dope shit and then there's also another way to approach it there's a there's a way to approach it to where if you feel like you want to make quality content you can but if you want to make quantity content you can as well i i haven't figured out my youtube niche but I'm not a type of person to where I'm scared to put some shit out there. I'll put whatever out there and you see my progress. And I think that's why I'm always torn because like I said, I'm not the, I'm not a great high level player. And then like, there's times where I can't be funny, but then there's times where I'm actually trying to win and trying to kick somebody's ass. So not it's like, sure. I'm always torn between like, do I sit in a lab and not stream or maybe stream, but not make a YouTube video because I'm grinding and then now my YouTube channel is getting neglected or do I just put the shit out there, get my ass kicked and try to grind and do both at the same time? Like, it's always a like double edged right, sword of right. which way I want to take it. And sometimes right. and, and, a lot of people just need to put the shit out there. Yeah, I, I was definitely one of those creators who was I was literally making content that I wasn't releasing just because I didn't think it was good enough or because I, I couldn't do this the exact way I wanted to and shit like that. And that's something that was really hard for me to get over at first. And I'm, I'm a million times better with, with that shit now. But 2018, 2019, like, uh, it, it, like I said, it wasn't until 2020 that I became the Lotus Austin Core that I am today. But before, like, I actually had a folder. It was called the Scrapped Folder. Like I had a folder on my hard drive that was just full of shit, like videos that I either made and never released or stuff that I started never finished because I just didn't think it was good enough or I just thought oh, this shit kind of whack or ain't nobody gonna watch this or 
this in terms of what I wanted to, so I'm just not going to use it. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I think as creators, we hold ourselves back way too much sometimes, and we are our own biggest critic. I know I'm definitely my own biggest critic. And we hold ourselves to a standard that isn't necessarily always achievable. And there's nothing wrong with having high standards or, like, you know, want better for yourself. But sometimes there is certain shit that, like, you got to remember is, like, there are people who will appreciate this. You know what I mean? And um, I think it's, it's, it's hard sometimes not to be hard on ourselves. But uh, I think it's okay to give ourselves some slack sometimes with, with, with what we're doing. And I've definitely gotten a lot better at being able to just being like, okay, maybe this didn't turn out exactly how I wanted it to. But they're still going to fuck with this. Like, this is still good content especially in the same field that we in like i to me personally i prefer to make content like if i'm if i'm gonna be doing a gameplay video i like to make content like kind of how like like a you a dotto a super from like nrs and like maximilian kind of thing where like it's very you just took me back i forgot about super i used to watch your shit for, for mortal kombat and injustice i i ain't people's videos in a minute it's super <laughs> nice too that's what's crazy it's like i enjoyed the content and like watching how the full like you might have a cool clip or something like that but i like seeing how the clip develop versus kind of like how the newer content is now where it's more heavily edited and it's like crazy and it's funny and i could i could do that too i personally just like prefer the gameplay content because i like setting right. it up of how you got there versus oh, i'm gonna just show you clip and i'm gonna throw spins and throw this meme and da 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 because it's like if right, i don't right. edit and that and show and gameplay and there's definitely an audience because like, there's an audience who you know, they prefer the clips. They just want, you know, quick boom, 30 seconds here, 30 seconds there. Uh, this is funny. That's funny. Haha. And you have other people who prefer the longer form content. And, you know, obviously I focus on the longer form content and I, you know, you get to see my entire gameplays and I might throw in a little edit here or there, but you're not, you don't really click on a Lotus video for the memes he's going to throw in the videos because you want to see the match. And like, that's, I, I respect that content too. Cause it's like, that's the, I feel like that's true content. Because it's, it's easy to show, like, the funny edits and stuff like that. But it's like, if you didn't have his edits, would this still be a good video? Like, I, regardless of what the fuck I put in here, I could just put me looking at this damn camera. If I could still make it entertaining, like, that's, that's how I pride myself on making videos and stuff like that. And yeah, I, mean, I sure. haven't figured it out yet either. So I still trial by fire. Just, like, I think Brian F. said for anyone that, like, I, I'm not a successful YouTube channel at all. But he just said every video is a lottery ticket. So just try your luck. Ugh. Yeah, and you, and you, and the thing is too, you never know which video is going to be the one to pop off, and all the more reason why you should push it out, even if you, it didn't turn out one hundred percent the way you wanted it to, because some of my most popular videos on my channel are videos that I didn't think were going to bang. Like, like that ass. One of the dumbest fucking videos I ever made is one of the most popular videos I have on my channel. Matter of fact, me, can I pull it up in the tab? Let me see, bro. It's always uh, the ones that's uh, like yeah. the least edited, the least you put in. All right, the... So. Five years ago, yeah, back when I still played Xenoverse 2, which I don't play that game anymore, don't ask. But anyway, um, that's it is. I made a video on how to make a QQ bang, which was like the little stat capsule joints that was like zero, that had all zero stats on it. Just in case you wanted your character to be just flat. It's just some, I, it was something I wanted at the time. So I made a video. It's a little five minute video on how to make a zero stats QQ bang. That video is like the fifth most popular video on my, on my, on my channel. It's got like over 150,000 views. Like, I, Okay, and then there's like this other Shinobi Striker video, which I didn't think Shinobi Striker videos were going to do good at all on the channel, and that video has like 146,000 views, and like, like I said, especially the QQ baby, like this little five-minute video that I didn't think was going to get a thousand views, let alone 150,000, and, and there it is, and so it's like, if I didn't just have the, the random thought of, well, if I'm going to make this, maybe I'll just make a video out of it real quick, then I would I would have never, it would have never gotten as big as it is. There it is. Yeah, and that's all that really takes, is just putting it out there. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to disclose this information on the pod because I definitely want to know. I prefer the more art style thumbnails. 
mm-hmm. and you be going fucking crazy. So if you want to drop a gem or two, like we ain't got to say this on a podcast. This is this, this for me and later. You feel me? Because you be going crazy with the thumbnails. I, I need some advice. I'm trying to go crazy. But uh, so I mean, unless you want to drop it on the pod. You want to drop it? I mean, I, so I mean, I don't have I mean, I got a couple of like little little secrets that I, that I, I won't say. But I mean, when it comes to like how to make thumbnails. I get asked about this a lot, and people always want me to make a tutorial. And I don't. I'm. A, I'm gonna keep it a full buck with y'all. I'm never. I won't say never. I will probably. I probably won't ever make a full on tutorial on how to make my thumbnails because if we just keep it at a thigh wow, a lot of people out there already try to copy me as it is. And if I just show y'all step by step how to copy me, then what's gonna make my shit unique anymore? And like you, you might have even noticed that I switched up my style of thumbnail a little bit. Uh, because I had so many people that were like, you know, kind of jocking the stilo, and I was like, you know, that's cool, it's flattering, I guess, but I did what I did because no one else was doing it. The whole like cut the character out, put the logo behind it, blur that shit out, and then you throw the different effects, whatever. It's cool when I see other people like get inspired by it, but at the same time, right, I got to a point where I, people were telling me that they clicked on this video or that video because it looked like mine. It's like, oh, I thought this was a Lotus video, which I, you know, I ain't knocking the hustle. However, I still got to manage to put. Uh, set myself apart from the rest of the pack so that's Damn. why I kind of like switched it up a little bit but I mean what, what I would tell you guys is this is like the way that I make my thumbnails is in Photoshop you know I started with a 19 by 20 uh, 1920 by 1080 p template like because that's what you know I just I just use um you know cut the characters out whatever uh shit I don't even remember I mean it's just it's 1920 by 1080 so just however many that is but like I, I use Adobe Photoshop uh what, are we on CC? I think it's called CC. Well, like, yeah. cause some of, I know some, I think the default version is like 72, and then I know I watched some other tutorials. Like the, uh, uh, the pixels like, per inch? Yeah, I think it is like 72 or 300. I don't know. Oh, let me what see. It's, it's, uh, yeah, the resolution is 72 pixels per inch. Okay, okay. But yeah, that's, that's just like my default template. And then like, you know, I have like a, my own little folder full of like different effects and stuff that like I've either made or I've just found online and I use those. And um, I ain't gonna lie, I'm I mean, trying to see that folder. That you be going crazy with the thumbnails, yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. A lot of people like to see that folder, but I can't. The thing is, too. So some of the, I and I'm I'm very loyal, and I, I'm very much a man of my word. So another thing, if I'm just keeping the stack with you, some of the stuff I have in that folder came from a place where a person who gave it to me said, "You can't tell anybody about this." And oh, I it, was like, that. it was it was like kind of like half serious, like half joking, but it was like also like not a lot of people had that sauce. So I was just like, I just. I've kept it to myself ever since. So it just is what it is. So like, like I said, some of it is like effects that I, I made and I stayed and some of it is like stuff that I altered and, and, and a lot of it is, is shit that was, I came from a certain place. If you, I, I'm actually surprised that a lot of people, that more people don't know where some of it is from and that's all I'm going to say. Because like some of that shit, I, it's, 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 it's from a particular source that I'm surprised more people haven't, haven't recognized but that's, that's all I'll say. I, <laughs> I think I might have an idea but I might say it after the pod. I also because like I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna I keep a stack like I said, I like the art style. So I'd mm-hmm. be like I'd be looking up graphic packs and shit. I'm like, yo, what what is that called? Like, why do you yeah, do that? Like, cause the effects be looking crazy, especially like if you put up a virus video, like I feel like those go crazy. And then also I've been noticing yeah, the people you love, use the camera mods, I, I see it because it's different yeah, angles. Yeah, for sure. So I I had a camera mod that I was using for a lot of my screenshots. Well, so when I first started, I didn't have the camera mod. I was just taking screenshots using the Elgato software, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I was getting all the shots from my thumbnails. And then eventually, I did get given the camera mod from somebody, but I don't even have it anymore. It doesn't even work for me anymore. But what I do still have is a folder that was full of a bunch of screenshots and shit that were already taken. So I'm still working off that, but I actually do not have access to the camera mod anymore. 
I, and, even for, and even for Guilty Gear, because I, I, I don't have the camera mod for Guilty Gear. I actually did pay uh, somebody to take a bunch of screenshots for me, and then obviously I just sauce them up and cut them out and chop it up however I want for my thumbnail. Wait, you ain't got the camera mod for Guilty Gear no more? Nope. Nope. But you know Big E. E, uh... I don't know him personally. Well, I, I mean, mean you I don't know. I worked with him yeah. before, but I mean, that's why I meant my bad. Like, yeah, I mean, if, if, if I wanted it, I'm sure I could get it, but I, I just never got it. And honestly, it was one of those things where I didn't feel like going through the roster and taking all the screenshots myself because like, I did that for Dragon Ball. And I was like, you know what? I'm in a position now where I can afford to pay somebody for it. I seen somebody um, that had it, and I was like, yo, yo, how much you want for me for, for you to go through the roster and take all these, uh, like a bunch of just, just a bunch of random screenshots of all these characters for me? And he set his price. I paid it. He delivered. Boom. And now I just. I just chop them however I want for the thumbnail. That's actually smart because I end up what I end up usually doing. Like I think I made a million rage guilty gear video yesterday. I end up just using the camera mod and doing it right then and there. Because I, I don't. I that's a smart idea to pay someone and get all those screenshots. Because I mm-hmm. like I like that I mean, idea. It's a, it's a lot of work, but honestly, sometimes I still think about getting it just because like sometimes I have an idea and obviously I, you have more control and more creative vision when you have the mod yourself. And like I said, that's what I've been doing for Dragon. Well, that's what I was doing for Dragon Ball, but. I don't know. I also did not expect to stick with Guilty Gear as long as I have and enjoy the game as much as I do. So I was like, all right, bet. Like, I, I figured the amount that I paid was worth it because I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make the money back off the videos that I make on YouTube and you know, streaming the game and shit. So like, yeah, this will be cool. But yeah, I didn't think I would play it as much as I do. So now it makes me want to get them out myself so I can do certain shit. But yeah, get basically get a return on your investment too. And like, yeah, and that's because that's the thing is like. I I kind of understand of like where you're coming from as like where you like having control and stuff like that because like my biggest issue especially I mean you know what I'm saying we gonna take a quick shot you know what I'm saying we a little toxic we ain't been toxic in like 30 minutes I love working with y'all like artists I'm doing air quotes here but some of y'all niggas oh my god it's not that I like I'll ask an artist but yo can I get these screenshots blah 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 and how long am I gonna take and it's like oh it'll be two days. And then here it is three, four days later. I'm like, yo, yeah, yo, like, what's going on? <laughs> yo, what's up? Hey, you, got, you, got, you got them screenshots? And they're like, yo, my bad, bro. It took longer than I'm like, nigga, it's not your bad that it took longer than you thought. It's your bad that you told me fucking two days. Just tell yeah, me like, whatever uh, it's going to take. Yeah, you could have communicated that bad. And if you needed more time, you should have just said that. Hey, don't, don't set deadlines you can't keep. That's what I'm saying. And, bro, that's the only reason why I would want control. Like, I would love to have a team. Like, oh, someone would be, bro, I would be pumping out content. I'll be worse than fucking like uh, Gary Vanacek like I would literally be sending shit everywhere if I could but like that's the thing is like if it doesn't get done when you said it gets done like that shit that's the shit that'll irritate me and have me be annoyed because it's like like you said you're gonna do it this day where's it at just do it if you can't do it just let me know I am understanding but like that's why I hate working with like artists and not do trying to do shit on my own because I probably should hire an editor. I think I could probably go crazy if I did, but you got to find the right one and prices and all that shit. And life happens and niggas just be disappointed. Yeah, sure. I'm so a lot of homies of mine have definitely uh gone the way of hiring an editor, but I'm still a one man band myself. I still still do all my shit myself, which got to be hard though. It's not hard. In terms of like the 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 difficulty of the work, it's just the time management is, is the hard part. I just feel like I just, I'm just always out of time for everything I want to do. Yep, because like you gotta sleep, you gotta eat, you gotta get some exercise, you gotta yeah. socially like. There's times yeah, where like yeah. like bro, I'll like do a pod, like I'll do a pod like this right now, and some friend will call me and then try to talk to me. I'm like, fam, I just got done talking for two hours. I I don't got it. I don't got. 
I listen. I I mute the phone and listen to whatever fuck you gotta say. But I cannot talk. This is hard to balance everything. Yeah, for sure. It's um. I mean, I, I've been managing it pretty well for the most part, but um, that that is definitely the hard part about it is 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 the time management because when you're doing streaming almost every day or as much as you can, which I, I've definitely cut back on a lot of the the working hours that I, I put in, just because I feel like I've been doing too much and other people are telling me that I'm doing too much, but. When you editing all your stuff yourself and then making all your own thumbnails, uploading yep. every single day, and then you trying to stream as much as you can, and then you also want to have time for yourself, whether it just be watching anime or listening to music, and then you, you know you gotta you gotta eat, so sometimes you gotta cook, mm-hmm. and then like just just spending time with like your family or your loved ones or whatever. It's like you know it's and then you gotta find time to sleep. It, it, it could be a lot. It could be a lot, and it don't sound like a lot at first, but you, when you're doing it, it's like damn, I just woke up. It's seven p.m. What happened? Like, I, where'd my day go? And I think. I think people will never see it because they always see the end product. And yeah. then they, like, you know what I'm saying? We have the content kind of brain. So I feel not guilty if I don't upload it, but I feel like I didn't have the best day. Like, a good-ass day to me is like, yeah, I'll go to work. Yeah, I'll talk to my family. Yeah, I'll eat. I'll exercise. I'll maybe read. But if I don't upload nothing or try to upload in a, up, I'll upload something or set something up like this podcast or something like that like i feel like i was just being a bum ass nigga and i was like damn i gotta do more especially seeing you like damn lotus on his fucking 60th day streak or whatever and rhyme rhyme sounds different i rhyme is in his own tax bracket so rhyme was definitely like one of my biggest inspirations when it comes to like work ethic because that man i mean even still now he puts in mad work but it's like before like when I when I met him, he would upload two or three videos a day, and I'm just like, how the fuck? I can't do one a day because like I was doing like one a week at best back then. I was like two or three a day. You're insane. And he he cut back as well because he realized he was also doing too much. But yeah, it was just yeah. He that that man has definitely put in hella work over the. Like no, I be you, you ever see that mean picture of the Popeyes employee, the lady, the black lady? She just sit on the bench like, yeah. like exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> so I be feeling with one video. I'm like. Yeah. Took about an hour of recorded footage, then took two to three hours to edit it, then the thumbnail took about thirty minutes, and then I just uploaded it, and I'm tired. <laughs> nah, it, it really be like that. And sometimes I still upload two videos a day, and then still stream. So, yeah, man, you got an unrelentless work ethic, and I think you've been nothing but a great guest. I feel like this went a lot better than I thought it would. I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little nervous. Not, not nervous, <laughs> but it was more of a like. You know what I'm saying? You never know what you're gonna get with a person. Like if you like you hit them with interview questions and they just say yeah, and like yo, like, what the fuck? Yeah, for sure. They just don't really have a whole lot to contribute to the conversation. But I knew, I knew, I seen it. I seen the vision. I was like, Lowe's gonna be a great guest. So the floor is yours. Anything you want to promote? Shout out. Floor is yours. Like I said. Uh, I mean, shit. I mean, first and foremost, thank you for having me. I definitely had a good time. I enjoyed the conversation. I thank you very much for being a, a supporter of myself, and I appreciate you having me on the podcast. But uh. As far as like, you know, where to find me everything, I mean y'all already know the name is Lotus Asakura and you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. I mean shit. You can even follow me on Instagram if you want, even though I don't upload that much anymore on there. Um it's Supreme Lotus on Instagram, but if you type in Lotus Asakura, I'm still the one that shows up. So pretty much Dang. any platform that I'm on, you type That's in Lotus Asakura, you'll find me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good branding. But like I said, uh this is like one of the surreal interviews. It's definitely up there as far as my top five, like what I ones I wanna get. I know I wanna get yipes, I know I wanna get Tasty Steve, I wanna get Say Jam. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Those anybody. Sound great. <laughs> anybody. I'll interview anybody. As long as they got something to say and a story to tell. I don't wanna interview you just if you only play fucking games, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like I want a person to. 
But like, like I said, love you guys. I'm saying we're gonna come back with more runbacks. Hopefully, weekly runbacks. I've been slacking on that. It's kind of hard to get guests and scheduling stuff like that. But next week's episode should be a good one as well. But like I said, love you guys. Till next time, I'm out.